Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Oh, yeah, you know, my couch pulls out, but I don't, you know. Welcome, my friends, to Suns Out, Mike's Out, a Cobras and Fire podcast brought to you by the Pantheon Podcast Network and the only show sticking it where the sun does shine. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco. This is Suns Out, Mike's Out, Season 1, Episode 1. And for this one, I got the band back together. I got my boy, Andy Shaw over here. And, oh, yeah, of course, Gene Vogel. Hell yeah. Uh, back back from, uh, this is not Chipotle Sessions, boys. <laughs> uh, we, we actually are going to try to actually have a plan and uh, not try to get kicked out of a Chipotle uh, on some kind of uh, social experiment. Although I did have Chipotle for lunch, so. Hmm? Nice. All right. Well, uh, let's go around the table. Uh, Andy Shaw, um, uh, you 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 still haven't quite got to the point where you you have your own podcast, uh, but happy to have you, of course. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, give us an update. How are things? Uh good lord. Uh, so I have a buddy uh, who uh, showed me how to do uh, editing on. Uh, oh God. Audacity. 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 Thank yeah. you. And then he invited me to join his podcast that he does, uh, and now I haven't heard from him in three weeks. So, mm. uh, <laughs> uh, any closer to a title? It took me, uh, and I'll get into the title here shortly. T- title, working title that I'm working on, Raised on the Radio. Mm. I wanted to have it something be generic enough where I can talk about different genres, different decades. I didn't want to be locked in with like... Uh, you know uh, the zilch, uh, where that you're just talking monkeys with Ken Mills. And- yeah, it sounds like Ken Mills is kind of regarding that decision lately. <laughs> um. I wanted to make it uh, very open ended, all right? Because so, I have uh, uh, musical tastes that spread different genres, different decades. So I wanted to make it uh, just generic. All right. Well, obviously, you, you, you let us know when that uh, is coming out. We'll make sure we talk about it on the show. Uh, maybe have you back on to, to promote that. I will tell you this. If, if you start thinking of that maybe you, you want to explore different avenues for a show title, yep. um, do not ask uh, LC. 
Okay. Uh, it uh, we'll get to that in a second, but you'll, you'll, you're you're going to open up a, a wormhole that's going to suck you into some weird vortex you don't want to be in. So well, I try not to go to him for any advice actually. Mm. So yeah, uh, I do just to, to know, like you know, kind of point me in the direction to go opposite of what he would do. So. Uh, George Costanza like yeah, very much. Right, well, well, Gene, uh, Disciples of the Watch is kind of back and happening again. Yes. Uh, you and Nate are doing episodes. That's good to see. Uh, give us a little plug, man. Uh, we're rocking and rolling back in business. Nate moved to uh, Denver. He wanted to be closer to Loose Cannon, so he lived. He fulfilled his dream, and My he moved to Denver. Hmm. And so now we had to figure out how to do this remotely, which obviously in today's climate is not hard to do. You just have to do a little digging in, re- in the Internet if you even need to do that. It was easy for us to figure out. We still got a few bumps and bruises, but uh, it's a matter of uh, just getting used to that delay. You know, sitting in a group like this, it's a lot easier. You can read, you can read. Uh, you know, people can wave their hand or whatever. And you can kind of read that. Sometimes you're talking over each other. I mean, I guess that happens here too, but it's a lot more so in a, uh, in a Zoom meeting. So there's still those, you know, you can kind of tweak some of that though on editing. And I've, or I'll just completely mute one of our. What, what is this editing you talk about? I'm not. Uh... Usually take out like the bad parts, or if there's, uh, if somebody starts <laughs> rambling on about recording remotely on a podcast, <laughs> you can edit that kind of stuff out and make it a lot easier for the listener to get through a whole episode. Uh, all right, very well. Um, uh, I, uh, maybe uh, we should propose a trade, though, just for proximity's sake. Um, Nate and LC can do do a show out in uh, Denver. You and I will do one here in Minnesota, and we'll just come up with some like Disciples of the Cobras and Firecast or something. That would be very interesting. I'd Watch, <laughs> throw that in there and, somehow. I don't know. But. And you're welcome to have professional podcast guest Andy Shaw on mm. anytime. He's always available. Always uh, available. Yeah. Well, let me t- uh, get into the show a little bit here. What what I got going on? So, uh, as 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 you guys were both uh, former guests on the Whatever Nevermind uh, series, so uh, first of all, thank you very much for that. As you know, the the, the series I, I finished it basically. I, I do plan on keeping it alive with uh, kind of like a lost albums kind of thing, where I get into records that that I would like to have seen in the top twenty five. There's already been a couple people that that have some strong feelings about records we didn't get into that, that have volunteered their services to come on. So th- that will be something I'll get back to as I'm want to do. For right now, though, I, I just wanted to kind of do something a little more, I don't know, lazy is, is a better word. Uh, but but to me, I, it's summertime. I want to take it easy, right? Uh, and and it, I don't know if it's a Minnesota thing because we have such, you know, basically a four-month period where you can do anything outside without, it, you know, special gear. Four months. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, well, it, hey, look, it's the it's, uh, first day of May. Yeah, it's 80, 80 fucking degrees. So yeah, and I'm wearing a Columbia jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a true Minnesotan man. Right. And uh, shorts. Yeah, Gene, Gene and I are in shorts, and uh, you're over there in jeans and a and a parka. Uh, <laughs> although you are sitting in the shade, we're in the sun. That's so true. it's a huge difference here. Yeah. So my my concept was I'm going to try to record every one of these. This is going to be my summer side cast. And if it goes good, I'll do it again next summer, and and we'll see where we go from there. You know, that, that the point being is that like. I just want to get outside, and if I have something scheduled with somebody, and I and it's raining or something, well, I'm going to be as close to outside as I can get. Whether it's a, some kind of covered uh, garage, my little shed sitting over there, standing on the the kitchen door with the door open, you know, I'll I'll figure something out. But I, I uh, as as the people listening, they can probably hear some of the wind and the ambiance of the. I heard a plane flying overhead. But uh, th- that's that's basically the concept, and we're going to talk about. Uh, I don't know. I-, I assume as I get it a couple episodes into it, it'll be much more formulaic, and I'll kind of have a a platter. And I do have things kind of laid out that we'll get in th- to discuss today. But really, I just uh, I just want to have a little fun for the summer and and kind of take it easy, not worry about you know tracking down the you know uh, a good guest as as kind of a companion piece that kind of stuff. Um, but then come fall, uh, the plan is 
Uh, it's very tentative, everything is, because, you know, we make so much money as podcasters. <laughs> and also, you know, just every time I, I do something new, it's just another layer of squish that, that you know, I, it makes it difficult to go out in the public. So i got to factor all that stuff oh, yeah. in. Um, I but, must say, I, Ian Wadley is correct. I did have to fight about a dozen girls mm-hmm. to park out in front of your house here just to even get into your yard. I mean, they're like, are you going in to see the world famous podcaster Baco? Girls, grandmas, you know, yeah. it's, it's all the same thing, I suppose. But, uh, but hey, but before we get started... I, I, I saw some tuck unders. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Uh, before we get started, I got gifts for both of you guys. Andy, if you wouldn't mind reaching into the cooler, there's two four-packs there, one for each of you. Um, as a thank you for for being on the show and for being here nice. today um hopefully this is something you haven't had gene but i really don't think that's possible <laughs> the skolsh are they both skolshes and yes I yes know yeah okay it's been a while so uh, and while you got that open if you want to grab me uh, you know what, i'll have one of your um uh, if it's okay gene. yeah tell everybody what, what it is yeah uh, all right well gene why don't you tell us you brought you brought it man Oh, Uh-oh. it's not a big deal. Oh, we got a Coors. <laughs> Even better. A full adult Coors. The, 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 the Cobra Kai beer. Uh, the Cobra Kai beer of champions. Uh, so what are you drinking, Coors Gene, uh, since you brought it yeah, up? We might as well plug I it here. I thought I had another one of those in there, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, Shell's Deer Brand, the pre-prohibition American lager from uh, Shell's Brewing right out of New Ulm, Minnesota. Mm, don't German, you know. the German. Uh, and they the 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 the, the Skolsch, that's a Minnesota beer too, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Udupils, Minneapolis. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, I as you can see, my beer snobbery come through. That's about as uh, strong as it gets for me. All right. Um, Actually, I'm friends with one of the owners of uh, Udupils, so I've gotten the. Uh, you brought VIP, some last time. I did. I got the VIP tour of their uh, brewery as well. So can't see Andy's face. You stick with me, and Andy Shaw will open some doors for you, motherfuckers. So. Oh, damn right. Oh. You Except for the ladies fuck. out front. Well, yeah, that's... You, you kind of uh, left them outside. I was hoping for some bikinis back here, but <laughs> Baco, you disappointed me. Well, I haven't taken my shirt off yet. Oh, What do you think's point. underneath there, man? All right, well, there's still time. These I'm tits what? don't hold themselves in. <laughs> <laughs> the afternoon's still young. All right, well, you guys are both uh, guests on whatever, never mind. Andy, you were a two-time guest. You did uh, two-time loser. Uh, uh, Melvin's Bullhead and did I, I, Bullfrog. It's Bullhead, bullhead. right? Bullhead. I don't know why I can't remember that one. Um, but then uh, also you came back for the single soundtrack. That's and sweet. Gene, you had uh, Degradation Ship with uh, Degradation Trip with Jerry Cantrell, but uh, you thought it was Boggy Depot, and uh, so so I learned both of them. You you, you, you mailed it in on that one as well. So. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I before I just wanted to know if you guys uh, you, you're sad to see it go. Were you were you were you relieved? Uh, any general thoughts you have, uh, Gene? If you want, to, we'll start with you. I wouldn't say sad to see it go. It's nice to see it run its course and get through. Just basically get through the the, the top twenty five. Get down to number one. I mean, obviously, there's no surprises. Mm-hmm. We all had the list. It's out on the internet. So it, there was it was it was more about the interesting just to see uh, the thoughts on who the guest was. Except for that last episode, that was kind of a downer. <laughs> but it's nice to hear people's uh, thoughts on the records it, for and for a lot of them for me was just hearing samples of the music itself i wasn't a, i wasn't a strong hater i i was more of a like some of the stuff grabbed me you know allison chains i can't deny and Soundgarden. i'm like why do people hate these bands oh because they're they're t- lumped in with the grunge mm. genre why do people i should say i should clarify why do people in my limited 
group of friends hate these bands. Right. And that's because it's they're tied in with Nirvana, they're tied in with Pearl Jam, they're tied in with, you know, Screaming Trees or whatever it was coming out at the time, whatever they were pushing for to be the next big thing. Because as soon as Nirvana came out, every record label on the planet was trying to find the next Nirvana and just saturated the airways with a lot of similar sounding. I'm not going to say sound alikes because all those bands are very unique and nobody, I don't think, really found the formula. Mm. Nobody had the, the, the groove or the passion or whatever it was, you know, like with, with, um, with well, there's so much with Soundgarden, but like uh, uh, with Pearl Jam, there's almost a little bit of a funk there. The way the, the, the bass player did some things and the drummer, you know, the drummers, I think, in some of these bands don't get some of the credit. And you're constantly bringing those guys up in these mm. episodes. And I'm like, God, if I could high five Baco from a distance, he's exactly right. Because, yeah, these drummers are these guys are, are not just sitting back there mailing it in. They're not Peter Chrising it. Mm. They are going. I hope I did. I just coin a new phrase. I, mm, I don't, Peter Chrising it. I don't yeah. go on to kiss hey, you know, rooms. Honestly, well, look, the. the, the, the Peter Chris towards the end of Kiss, it, nobody mails it in for Kiss more than their current drummer. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was, that, guy, that guy is on autopilot every night. Uh, it's yeah. just... Well, and, yeah. and look, the diehards that, that cling with other stuff, they talk about, oh, he is, look, he is actually a fucking phenomenal drummer. He just doesn't feel like doing it anymore. He doesn't need to. He's probably I mean, told the ring He's in Kiss. Is. He's like, ugh. You know, it's almost like you know that, that whole Jay Cutler bit where he's like, every football season, he... Like walks out to the practice field for the first day of practice, puts a cigarette out, and is like, "Guess I got to do this again." <laughs> That's how I imagine Eric Singer every night when he walks into the dressing room and looks at that makeup kit and boots. He's like, I'm "Guess I got to do this again." Yeah, let's play Deuce, cha ching, but uh, yeah. But it is a payday. It is. Uh, well, it's a paycheck, I should say. Andy, what about you? Uh, yes, sir. Um, uh, with uh, the never the. You, with the, your series, yes, uh, I must give you uh, major props for knowing the various strip clubs of uh, Minnesota. Cannon Falls, anyway. Cannon Falls. Uh, I uh, was shocked that on your episode <laughs> on Hole with Ian Wadley, you did not reference Courtney uh, Love used to be a stripper. Mm, I mean, well, I did not know that because, and what? thanks, I don't, I don't want that image in my head either. Well, that, I don't uh, blame you there, but uh, in, uh, although I've probably been, to, she's probably uh, been at some of the strip clubs I've been to in Wisconsin, anyway. <laughs> So uh, Courtney Love was working at either Dreamgirls or Deja Vu in 87 when the Twins won the World Series. Because when she played the Twin Cities uh, sometime in the 90s or early 2000s, she uh, she brought up, you know, she made more tips the night the Twins won the 87 World Series than any other day she was uh, She was working dancing. the Minneapolis Club? Yeah. This yeah. sounds like a bullshit myth to me. No, no. Hmm. Andy was there. Oh, and I, you know, And I'm sorry, but... There's no way that uh, uh, an, an early era of Courtney Love would have made the cut uh, for either one of those places. They were they were one of the classier joints. Yeah, Andy. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you 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 have to have a eight dollar non alcoholic beverage in front of you. She's more of a times. King of Diamonds dancer. No, or? she is Appleton, Wisconsin, oh. uh, side of the road kind of. You in don't even realize. Yes, yeah, uh, you don't even know there's a strip club until you go in. That's where she would she would be it's a fish changing the a music lake. via cassette in the boombox on the stage herself <laughs> at the club she works at. Very well. That's always awkward. Is it fair that. to to judge? You know, they, you don't want to judge people by their look, but that's really the only point of a stripper, right? Yeah. Uh, I would not. You don't make go it rain for Courtney Love. Yeah, you you, you don't judge them on their craft. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, you gotta. 
You want to be entertained. Well, you as can well bring some of the next next level if you want to. You know what I mean? What's their song selection? I mean, that's always something that could give me a little bit chubby. Hmm. You know, is it cherry pie again? I mean, come on, think outside the box, or outside of your box. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whose box? <clears throat> Ron's box. All right, uh, clitoris. This is uh, an explicit uh, Jade Stage Three. Jade Stage show. Three. Uh, <laughs> now we've got our official R rating out of the way. Thanks again, gentlemen, and also thanks for coming today to be part of the the, the new sidecast. Oh, I, actually, I wanted to give you uh, also some major props. That interview with Gary Lee uh, Connor from Screaming Trees, hmm. outstanding interview. Yeah, he was actually really nice. Yeah, uh, and it was fascinating to hear the uh, the history of the band and where they're at now. So he was pretty honest too, like calling yeah. his brother a drunk. He's like, <laughs> hey, he calls me sometimes. He's usually drunk, you know, and. Other than that, we don't talk a whole lot. But <laughs> and uh, oh God, I can't remember who you were asking about uh, the interview with uh, about Nirvana uh, about uh, did Courtney kill Kurt? Oh, a uh, uh, hole. Uh, the yeah. Paul Kiel Cold Dairy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, I was waiting on that one because I was like, you know, I want to make sure I get the big stuff out of the way because this, you never. That's the kind of question that could get the click. But yes. What did you think of his answer? Uh, very diplomatic. I don't know, man. Uh, I th- he basically he no commented me. That <laughs> well, sounds like a yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's still working and he doesn't want to get in any shit. Well, that's anybody. why you say no. Well, no, no. yeah. No, that's why you say yes, so you can get on blabbermouths and get a ton of press. <laughs> mm. So yeah, absolutely, she did. Oh it. boy, could have gone either way. Yeah, but uh, no. If 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 he was worried about like the repercussions from Courtney or any career thing, he would have just done a hard line no, even if he believed it. But at the same time, there isn't exactly concrete evidence. You don't necessarily want to be on the record as saying something like that. So you give a no comment. There you go. That is, uh, that is the way, as they say in Mandalorian. <laughs> it is the way. Overrated, by the way. Um, all right. Yeah, so uh, I, the, the, the show uh, Suns Out, Mike's Out, I, I, I thought about that title for a long time. Again, I, I just enjoy being outside. Probably should have uh, thought a little more. And look at today, guys. It's, it's like fucking 85. You nailed the day, man. Oh, yeah, I, and I'm glad it worked out because it was like, shit, you know, I should just ask. Because I, we I figured it would be something like we were back and forth a little bit. But first first day, it was like, shit, that's going to be beautiful. That'd be a perfect. Uh, yeah, we got we got a cooler of beer. We three. got, I mean, uh, yeah, three coolers. We all brought a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> We're no dummies. <laughs> cheers, uh, gentlemen. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, <laughs> right on. And then, uh, of course, just a no, no, no breeze. Just a perfect day. I'm probably gonna get a fucking sunburn, man. Uh, on the first episode, that that was just especially perfect. once you take that shirt off. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You think on, it's please. bright now? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to run down some of the ideas I had for for the names of the show that the, the ones that did not make the cut. Oh yeah, um, cobras and titties. <laughs> you can stop me if any of these. Uh, 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 if you have a comment, but I'll, I'll just kind of run through it here. Uh, the deck sessions, rain or shine sessions, backyard blather, out of the cellar, where the sun does shine. On deck, sunscreen and beer, prattle in the sun, sleeves optional, and a last minute one that I, I considered for about 40 seconds was sun's out, smug's out. But uh, I did an informal poll with some people um, without getting too deep into what was happening. Me and your wife? Yeah. Uh, no, well, my wife was included. There was about seven, and it, it was uh, five to two in favor of sleeves, uh, or, or sun's out, mic's out. I sort of like sleeves optional a little better, but I like both of them a lot. Uh, so I don't know. Do you guys, you now that you're on, which do you think sleeves optional would have been the way to go? 
I like the sun's out mics out. Okay. I don't hate that one. Uh, out of the cellar is kind of nice because I know where you record. Yeah. And I felt unsafe down there. Mm. <laughs> I figured most of the listeners would, would, would get it, but I was worried. It's like this is going to possibly attract That some, would be a rat-centric. Uh, rat, um, yeah, that would be the only problem with that. That would be very inclusive to the Cobras and Fire uh, family, so to speak, those of us on like mm. Cobras on Fire at there you uh, go. Facebook.com. Yeah, yeah, join the group, people, uh, Cobras on Fire. I do like your dungeon basement studio, though. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, see, Andy feels uh, at home down there. Uh, I, I didn't the, understand what the gimp ball on the wall hmm. represented, but yeah, you gotta you gotta be on the show more than a couple times to, <laughs> to get there. But okay. uh, I'm working uh, my way up to it. See, uh, my spidey senses were tingling right. Away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gene knew. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I of course brainstormed this with with LC, uh, and that's I, your I, first mistake. Yeah. Uh, so let me. Uh, this is what I was talking with earlier. Here are some of. <laughs> <laughs> rejected uh, title suggestions from from LC Fox. Okay. Uh, unwashed decks, bag of decks, <laughs> random decks. <laughs> He's got a deck theme going here. Deckheads. Um, got this deck on the brain. <laughs> Baco and a lesser talent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's true. Uh, I think that I, that might be a dig at himself. I'm not sure, but uh, two sweaty taints. <laughs> we would have three today. So, see, I, I was gonna go <laughs> like that. You got a spit Did you take spit from Andy? <laughs> no, he he caught it, Almost but it, did. okay, good. We're God. calling it a spit take because it was like it was right there. I wasn't expecting the taint to come out so yeah. early in the show. Yeah. So I was gonna go with that one, but I was like, I knew I was having both of you guys here. I'm like, well, which one of us doesn't have a sweaty taint? That doesn't seem fair. Uh, backyard boobs, <laughs> uh, stoop sessions, uh, Terrence wheels. My personal favorite, hard in the yard. <laughs> nice. That's not a prison vibe, though. Yeah, yeah, it does. Oh, man. Hey, you know what? I plan on doing this remotely. Uh, maybe I could Ooh. do one in a prison or something like that. Yeah. Still water? Yeah, head up there. That's minimum security, right? <laughs> uh, gazebo de- dweebs, veranda rights, uh, courtyard clusterfuck, and the last one, the crickets are real. There you go. Uh, hats. Uh, let's give a round of applause for LC. Uh, for at least he's been hanging out too many. That was his contributions. Games. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. All right, well, let's stick with a bit of the theme of the show, right? It's about being outdoors. About summer. For me, summer uh, really goes hand in hand with music. Whether it's out, outdoor concerts are my f- absolute favorite concerts. But whether working in a garage, mowing the lawn, washing anything, firing up the grill, I need something playing. Let's 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 start with the grilling. Do you guys do a lot of grilling? Oh yeah, definitely. Steaks, burgers, chops, you name it. We're grilling. Right on. Yeah, we do a fair amount depending on uh, how bad the bugs are, what the weather's like, my condition after work, mm-hmm. my condition <laughs> after however many beers I've had after work. So there's, a, although my wife will grill, we both grill. She was actually the primary griller until I started grilling and showed her how to properly grill a steak. And then Ooh, I became the, that like a, the uh, de facto. Divorce griller and uh but now we we share those duties and actually this year we were contemplating buying a, a new rig so to speak pellet grill possibly yeah that's where i'm going next i've decided no it's an investment and uh, yes and although my wife is convinced even though i like because when i bought the last grill she's like you just got a brand new grill and i'm like you're gonna fucking say that six years from now when i want to get another one <laughs> and sure so i took a picture of this one and and made it a private folder on my on facebook so i have a, just a photo that's just like new grill and it's 
time stamped when I bought it. You know what I mean? And so, like, sure enough, I said, you know, I really think we should get a pellet grill this year. And she's like, you just got that grill. I'm like, how long do you think you should? She's like, two years. And it's like six years old. This is the seventh summer I've had this fucking thing. So, yeah, don't get me wrong. Well, the problem with summers is they fly by so fast. And it feels like it's only been a couple of years because we're I'm on the same thing where I feel I feel like why is this grill falling yeah. apart? Why yeah. is, we've only had this a couple of years? And then when I start to do the mental math, I realize, oh no, this has been a while. She wouldn't feel that way if it was a purse. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I've had this forever. You see something like she? There's so many times that she brings out something like, "Well, that's, where'd you get that?" It's like this thing. This has been. I have had this since before we met. That's a whole different universe when yeah. you're talking about timeline. <laughs> that that the first six months it's old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well. I, well. Then we got about eighty nine years of purses in this house. Buy the green egg. Uh, grills, you know, I, I, I an equity loan to buy one. I've heard good things about them, but now the pellet grill came along since then, and it does. It gives me the the convenience of the gas grill because I because I have three grills over here. I have a smoker, a charcoal grill, and a gas grill. Uh, the, the pellet grill. <laughs> kind of, com- and I've always had at least three. I've, because I, I, I like to charcoal grill for certain things when I have the time. Yep. Smoking meat, the same thing. But at the same time, I just like to, you know, it's healthier and, and you get to be outside. It's again, it's being outdoors. But uh, I like to to grill. So the gas grill is definitely something you have to have yep. if you're going to grill more than six times a summer um, yes. in Minnesota, anyway. But uh, so th- that's kind of my my attitude. But the pellet grill kind of is supposedly kind of. You, you still get that quick startup, and, and you can grill qu- quick, and it'll, it'll shut down. And you don't have a big preparation, but at the same time, if you want to do something like smoke, it gives you that option too. And then I'll always have like a little, you know, tiny Weber charcoal grill or something like that, if I if 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 the need comes for that. But anyway, I get freaky. We, we, I like to, to experiment a lot. Now, most of the grilling I yeah, do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 your standard shit. You know, burgers, brats, uh, chicken. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I love to do a lot of different stuff. Um, like, especially when you get the smoker involved, there's all sorts of different recipes you can pull in. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I've made grilled desserts. Um, uh, Bob, uh, Bobby Flay. Okay, we gotta go. We gotta put. All right, quick out. recipe, by the way. Especially if you got kids, you're gonna look like a fucking rock star. And this thing takes it, it, no, no effort. French bread. You, you slice it into I don't know like half inch thick pieces, yeah. And this recipe came to me from Bobby Flay. Uh, olive oil on both sides to basically grill that right. Yep. Then you take a banana and you slice it the long way, and you basically grill that with this, the this, the the peel still on it, just so it kind of holds it together. Yeah. That turns into kind of like a um, almost like a, a mayonnaise kind of texture, like a spread. Mm. All right, so you got that. You take, uh, uh, so you spread that across all the the, the, the French bread pieces you did. Uh, I'm sorry, you put Nutella on it first. Nutella on each piece, then you, you put the ba- Smith and Nutella. Yeah, and then you put banana on top of that. That you kind of scoop it on there. Uh, you can either do like whipped cream or ice cream right on top of that. But uh, it, it it's on different. No, 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 After but the ju- just the banana and the, and the French bread on the grill. And then uh, you basically, you, you throw that out, you can do, do garnish it however the fuck you want, you know what I mean? Uh, sprinkles, cinnamon, whatever. But the fact that you just did something on the grill and you had a banana on the fucking grill, typically, you know, especially children, they just, it's like this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened in, in my presence. But So, you know, the, the kids are growing up now and we don't have as many nieces and nephews coming and visiting, so I, don't, I haven't done it in a while. But, uh, yeah, so, I, but I used to watch... Boy Meets Grill every week. <laughs> I, I actually went out to meet Bobby Flay at a book signing at the Mall of America, wow. and I wrote a song for his show, and I recorded it, 
and I gave him the CD when I met him. So I'll drop that in here so in. people can hear it. But yeah, so I actually wrote a jingle for Bobby Flay's show that he never used. When I started to cook from a dusty old book, everything seemed to turn out bland. My friends would smile and lie and say it was a nice try, but I thought on the other hand. So then this boy met a grill and got a brand new thrill. Started out with tuna steak, and then the grilled lamb chops. Restraining order is still in effect, or is it expired yet? <laughs> it's got to be expired, but now there's okay. a statute of limitations okay. on. Uh, well, he lives uh, in a different state, so I can understand. Uh, but yeah, I got a picture of him above the fridge uh, with, with with him and I before he called the police. Oh. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stalker much? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, He's, at least the, I'd rather see you have a thing for Bobby Flay versus uh, douche nozzle. Uh, uh, what's the triple D guy? Steve? Uh, no, no, uh, diners. You don't like get, get Guy Fieri? God, that guy, guy gets Fieri. so much fucking shit, man. I think it's his hair. Yeah, uh, he's a like, Sammy Hagar wannabe. I mean, well, he's, oh. he's, got buddy. He, he's got a douchey look, but I, I just, I don't know. I think he's he's good at his job. Well, he's obviously very successful, but yes. then again, there's a lot of stupid people out there. So you're not going to be uh, going up for the grand opening of Chicken Guy at the Mall of America? No, I take no, it. I, uh, I don't know <laughs> who I'm going to go with, Andy. I thought was those I had. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, now you got me with Wahlburgers. Fuck those douchebags. <laughs> Exactly. Bunch of bean town dorks. Overrated. <laughs> yeah. We got a Wahlburgers near us now, and it's. Oh really? Yeah, it was disgustingly overpriced and plain and boring. Well, Jenny McCarthy needs a new update on the you know, the silicones. Uh, nah, she's probably making more money than him right now say, on yeah, on, on that horrible TV show. She's probably got boob money. <laughs> That's got a different there's meaning. There's money, and there's then there's boob money. <laughs> Would you do that show? Would I do it? Sure, why not? If there's well, wait. What is, what is the pay? You get uh, paid what uh, Snooky got for each episode <laughs> of the first season of uh, Jersey Shore. It's probably more than I make now, so I'll say yes. Fifty probably not. A bucket of chicken. Guy, <laughs> yeah, Andy, can you give me a Coors Light? I'm not your beer, bitch. What the fuck? Well, you are closest to the cooler, so, uh, so um, proximity is really the only deciding factor. You got one of the colder ones. Beer, bitch. Yeah. Says what? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. But but I talked about music outside. Uh, d- what's your setup like when you grill? Do you have like tunes going? You got like you listen to it on your phone. You got like a little Bluetooth speaker. On a pin- in a pinch, if I'm grilling and my wife's in the house, I might pop in headphones. I'm not a big fan of the speaker that's in the phones. Right. I don't like mm-hmm. that sound. I'd rather you know a little more of a higher. Yeah, I end. can't. I can't take that. Yeah, yeah. Unless something in my ears. Uh, or I can do speaker. headphones, but not earbuds. But even when I'm outside, especially in the summertime, you know, the headphones I wear, you know, they get kind of, I don't know, sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're, yeah. I, I don't do over the ear. I do earbuds if I'm going to be out grilling. 
but attend I, we tend towards a Bluetooth speaker. Uh, I have a, a nice waterproof one and my wife has a nicer, probably a little bit more expensive, um, like bar shaped one mm-hmm. that uh, both of them. Sell now, really Gene, good. we're not selling these. So I think Bluetooth speaker was enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the brands. I, could, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Andy, what about your setup? Uh, is music important to you when you're grilling? Uh, yeah. What about the garage? Any type of setup like that? No, no. I just have the Bluetooth speaker. I have an oomph. And I have a oh, Bose that I got Jesus. for free, so I mm, must be it. nice. Mm. Yeah, free Bose. Mm. Bose yeah. Um, you going yep. skiing with Elsie this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna rent a bus yeah, up and, to Breckenridge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we, so we've you got a masterpiece theater reference in. So you, you just pull out your phone, pop on some music, or do you like? Uh, sometimes I listen to podcasts. Uh, My neighbors love to hear the Kiss Room as loud as I can play it. So. <laughs> Uh, no, podcasts are usually uh, for walks and when I'm at the gym okay. or in the car. Who's Jim? Uh, <laughs> I'd rather not answer that. The gym. But don't oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, but I know the gym. Yeah, I do. <laughs> when we're talking uh, music for grilling, you know, nice summer day. Yeah. We, got, we got two albums we put on. All right, what, what do we got? We got Endless Summer by the Beach Boys, uh-huh. which I know Craig Smith is like, what the fuck? Uh, which is the... It uh, says Summer in the title. Why would uh, Craig Smith have a... Well, he hates the Beach Boys. Oh, who doesn't? Uh, hate? Oh, really? Oh. Uh, it might be as strong to say I hate them, but uh, like more than one song? Eh. I'm not so much into the falsettos when they get up into that high range singing. It's songs. cheesy pop music. I don't understand why people talk about oh, some other stuff super like super digestible. Yeah, talking about exactly. It's a and fucking candy bar commercial. That's what it Beer is. and lifestyle music is what you're. It's like, oh man, uh, this latest Twix commercial, boy, that fucking <laughs> that's some good shit. You prefer the left or the right? <laughs> it really depends. You know, I like I go both ways, Gene. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> So that's uh, album number one. I'm that's, pan that's... pan <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Uh, that deserves a high five. Uh, uh, number se- uh, second album. This alive. is good. Well, alive uh, first alive. Kiss alive. Kiss alive. Mm. Can't go wrong. I mean, whether I mean you hear that album when you're seven or fifty-seven, and you're rocking out and you're pumping your fists, man. Right on. Uh, you just can't go That's wrong a good with, pick, yeah. You can't go wrong with that. It's definitely better than a day. fucking Beach Boys, but uh, yeah. right now I'm just sucking up to Craig Smith, you know. As you know, uh, as you uh, to do yeah, as, as I want to do, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm forever in his debt. You motherfucker. Uh, so, uh, so let's go through a live here, Baco. I know it has nothing to lose. Do you want me to name the songs in order? Well, I'm sure you can. Mm, no, should we but... see if I can do it still? <laughs> All right, yes, I'll, please. Uh, uh, just as a challenge here, here I'm not, sh- I'm not sure Let I can. Me pull my phone up. All right. I'm already fucked. I can't remember All four right. and five. Uh, so it opens up with Deuce, goes into Strutter, then goes into Firehouse. Nope. You're wrong on number three. Really? Yes. Sir. Oh, got to choose? Woohoo! Got to choose! That helps out then. Got to choose, then then to fire. You know what? Fuck it. I, I screwed it up already. So I, I don't think I deserve it. Uh, I know it goes nothing to lose on side two okay. into uh, Come On and Love Me. Okay. Um, Matt Porter is pulling his hair out right now. Yeah. Uh, Come on and love me goes into uh, Parasite. Yep. And then it ends with Jesus. Yeah. Now my, my, 
Oh, she. Yeah, and then uh, then let's let's see it. Let's see if I can bring it home because I'm not doing very good here. I'm very unimpressed with myself. So then you got uh, watching you. Yep. Uh, goes into a hundred thousand years, and it ends with oh my, what Black Diamond? And then uh, rock bottom, cold gin, rock and roll night. Let me go rock and roll. Yeah, uh, it was not very good. I got I, at least two. I got you know, two or three. I, I, I'll give it up to Baco for that. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I couldn't tell you any of that. I can tell you who played on it. <laughs> <laughs> who played on it? G? Okay, you got it. You got it. You got it pulled up. Uh, should I go to Wikipedia for you, that? You may want to. Oh, or kissonline.com or whatever Kiss. the hell. Order me a coffin while you're there. <laughs> so we got Gene Simmons. No, I'm sorry. You're already wrong. All right. Uh, no, they, 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 everything changed in 2003. It was Demon, Starchild, uh, Spaceman, and Catman played on it. Oh, see? It was always characters, always from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, that's All right. Uh, I yeah, you. Welcome to the Beat a Dead Horse podcast. I'm a Grammy uh, award-winning um, producer. Well, I, I, for I me, uh, you, you, you mentioned the, the great summertime kind of barbecue records, right? Yep. Uh, Van Halen, Roth era, you can't go wrong with almost any of them. Nice. With the first the, with, one, though, in particular. The first one that is fucking fists up. Your yeah, I'm gonna give you that one. Um, the only one that I would say is, is, is fair warning is pretty much just garbage. So don't yeah, listen to that true. one at all. Uh, so yeah, true. He just agrees with me. Uh, and then a more recent one that uh, God, it just uh, is a uh, little little outside the the box is um, uh, Blackberry Smoke uh, with uh, holding all the roses. Uh, it, and probably more of their stuff. I'm just not that familiar with them. But that record in particular, I did a review for it, and I just fell in love with that album. So, Gene, what do you got? What do you what, when you want to crank something in the backyard? What is it like? Uh, Mortificator at A to Z, or <laughs> well, once I'm done with that, Jesus Christ or A to Z. Once I'm done with that, <laughs> then I I actually go for more. I'm more of a playlist guy. Mm. Or I go. It's and it's either uh, genre yeah. specific, or without specific. getting dude, without cutting you off too much to let you go. That's more what I will do. Like I don't know. You guys even saw when I came out. I just had it on random. Anyway. Yeah, you did. Yeah, there was a, a good variety of stuff coming out of the stereo when we walked out uh, of the door of Shea Baco here. <laughs> Shea Baco. But yeah, carry on. So, but, yeah, but no, but, I, but but let's talk about an album that kind of encapsulates summer for you. Then, how about that? You know, that's a tough one because I... I Meat Loaf, Bat of the Hell, too? You know, sometimes. <laughs> he would listen to anything, but he won't listen to that. Mm, I'm with him. Although there is one album, and, I, I, and I, I'm going to be completely honest with you, I don't necessarily listen to it very often, but when it comes up, any song off the album, I immediately transported to a summer in my early to mid, early to mid-teens... And that's uh, the Theater breeze. of Pain. Oh, I thought we were going somewhere else here. Whenever I hear something off of Theater <laughs> of Pain, I see myself walking around with my boombox with that cassette playing hmm. and walking around the neighborhood or going down to the park. and just. You enjoying. were that guy? Oh, yes, I was. Yep. Yeah, fucking on his shoulder. Yeah, the 12 double D batteries. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Wow, I had, a, I had a D. That was stripped to the club talk. I mean, I had a, a double D You put the battery. fresh batteries in, like, oh, the tape needs to be rewound. You rewind it, now it's dead. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, do I want to fast forward this or rewind it or just put it in something else because I don't want to chew through my batteries. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I don't specifically go anywhere. I'll go with a genre or a band. And, yeah, that was a tough question because I, I was racking my brain trying to think of what would be, like, a something I have to have. But if, if I have to have it, it's on one of those playlists. 
There's a couple of Slayer records, believe it or not, that are like that for me. Like, I just love it in the car, loud as fuck with the windows down. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's weird. It's like I'm still that guy. You know, I'm 50 years old, and I'm still like, like, what the fuck is that? You know, like, when you're driving <laughs> through. You know, now now I, I'm less worried about, like, trying to get somebody to hear it. Now I'm just enjoying myself. But, you know, as a kid, you wanted people to know. I got a loud fucking stereo, and I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing fucking Slayer, you fucking uptight bitch. You know, you know that was kind of the chip on the shoulder deal. I don't have that anymore, but I still uh, still enjoy the jams. I still have that. Do you have a, a certain song though, where it's like every summer you got to play that shit? Well, I'll go back to Van Halen, "Beautiful Girl." I got my toes in the sand. I got my drink in a hand. You can't, you can't go wrong with "Beautiful Girl." Come on, feel the noise from Quiet Riot comes to mind. Hmm? Okay, I remember sitting by the pool and hearing that one come on. Long Cold Winter by Cinderella. <laughs> uh, maybe not so much. Summertime Girls from Y and T. Oh yeah, that's another one. That not only that, but that's a. Gr- if you ever seen the video that uh, Dave Monachetti's outfit is a look that is timeless. Uh, Boy, I'm gonna have to look that up. I've seen it, but it does not come to mind because it's probably been a long time. Yeah, I'm a little bit younger than you, but one of my summer jams was Barney. Bring the Noise, Public Enemy with Anthrax. Ooh, yeah, nice. and that fucker rocks. Oh yes, it does. that does. That actually kind of gives me a summer vibe to it too. Yeah. Honestly, I, probably because I saw that uh, uh, Clash of the Titans tour was right on that. Mm-hmm. I think the killer uh, that was on the the Killer Bees, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Attack of the Killer Bees. Well, let's uh, let's get into like uh, an idea I had here. We're gonna make our own festival. It's gonna be the. Um, uh, Suns Out, Mike's Out Festival, but the Suns Out, Mike's Out is uh, SOMO. So this is called SOMO Fest uh, 2021. We each get our own stage. We have a Andy Shaw stage, a Baco stage, and a Gene Vogel stage. Oh, yeah. um, so we're going to kind of, dr- so basically, once one of us picks a band, nobody else can take it. Uh, and we're going to start from the first band of the day to the headliner. There you go, Gene. Your number, you're first up. Right, well, okay, I guess we're starting with you then. Okay, uh, well, uh, opening act on the Gene Vogel stage. Over, who, who's uh, having me on the show, Andy? Uh, who, who's on at one o'clock? Where's uh, my Coors Light, motherfuckers? Well, you know what, boy, I, I know this is a tough one because do we start strong? Do we do we kind of mellow out towards the middle? Everybody kind of get your catch their breath and then we finish strong. Um, I'm going to go with start strong, especially daytime. I want people to show up. I want them to be pumped up. Um, I'm going to go with the the a band that never fails live. I'm going to bring out Overkill to get everybody there early and wake wow. everybody up. You know, you're going to you're going to do Overkill like that, huh? Your boys put them on up. They could finish your show or they can start a show. Yeah. That way they can get to bed early if they need to to get onto a real show. Hmm. They're basically a Mortificator <laughs> cover band. Well, yeah, they've yeah, now <laughs> now that Mortificator's become so so well known. All right, Overkill uh, opens up uh, the the Gene Vogel stage. I wanted to pull it before one of you guys did. That's, yeah. that's the only reason I'm pulling them first. Uh, that, that's good. Oh, uh, can you write these down so then uh, we can kind of recap? Oh, All right. I, I'm going to go a little goofy with my first pick because they got a new single out, and it's not really a they. It's basically a he using a they. Uh, Jizzy Pearl is using the love-hate name. He's, it's called Jizzy Pearl's Love-Hate, and they have a new uh, song out, and I think they got a uh, thing coming out. I saw them open up for Hollow Dio, uh, I, I don't know, two years ago. Say no more. And uh, I, I love Jizzy Pearl. I love Love Hate. Um, it's a really kind of a band that, you know, and like I said, I don't like to throw the term around loosely. Underrated. Love Hate's first record is, is, is brilliant. Underrated or perfectly rated? You know, I, I would say, again, like I said, I do not throw that around loosely. They are an underrated we band. Should call loose speaking they about. should have been able to uh, uh, mitigate the, the 90s transition because they were a little goofy and a little different than a lot of that hair metal and stuff like that. So it's surprising. And they, you know, 
and they actually got some MTV love with that. Uh, why do they think? Why do you think they call it dope? Which wasn't really a, a hair metal song at all. Uh, it was it, it was definitely more ethereal and thoughtful lyrically than what you would typically get from your poisons and warrants of, of the world. But yeah, so Love Eight is uh, first band on one o'clock on the Baco stage. Yeah, and speaking of that, Pearl, by the way, I saw him at Oantana, the Jungle. Oh, he was fronting Rat at the time. Yeah, I was there. Uh, we, you and I went to that show together, but not together. Um, we've been to a bunch of shows uh, together, but not together. So this is like a one a one p.m. show. No, it, well, it's a festival. Well, it's a festival. Yeah. So it's like early. We'll go Candlebox mm. because we'll we'll stick on the Nevermind era of stuff, and they really only have one good song, and that's the one. Oh well, how oh, dare you? At first, you were like when you said Candlebox, Eric Miller's like Andy's my boy, and then you're like they have one song, and Andy's like he is dead to me. <laughs> hey, life is a highway, motherfuckers. So. Uh. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to, to Gene. All right. So uh, people are just starting to, to sober or to shake off the hangover enough to get their first beer of the well, day. And that's one thing, too. How many bands are we doing? This Five. Festival? Oh, oh, Jesus. Holy crepes. It's a festival. Fifteen bands is actually kind of kind of small. Well, I'm going to keep the uh, the interesting, you know, like get everybody there. Try to keep uh, some some bands that maybe could use a little bit more love. Get the crowd there early. Let's see. Who should I go with here? I'm gonna say Pat Travers. I want to get Pat wow. Travers out there. Get oh. some Pat Travers love. Get some uh, get some guitar uh, fans out there. <laughs> love hate Pat Travers and Candlebox. This is already the weirdest. <laughs> well, so now here's the beauty: is I'm assuming these are happening around the same time. So if somebody goes, well, I'm not a Candlebox fan. I'm gonna go check out Overkill because no, this is beautiful. I'm I'm already. This is already the best festival I've ever seen put together. I'm going over to the Gene Vogel stage right now. All right on. All right. So. Um, Pat Travers actually. Uh, oh wait, no, it was a different guy. They have they have like a guitar festival downtown St. Paul. It's free every. Yeah. Uh, uh, was he there? Was no, there. Robin Trower. Robin Trower was him. I almost there. thought of putting Trower on my list, but then I thought he's kind of old. All right. Well, anyway, uh, they both bore the shit out of me, so I'll probably be checking out uh, my stage. Uh, the Danko Jones uh, it would would be on right now. The I said the Jank, Danko Jones. My second band is Danko Jones coming on around two two fifteen. I'm trying to paint a picture, Andy, not to really uh, actually set an itinerary. So, Well, I'm writing this shit down because you're like, well, we can't pick the same band. So. Uh, no, no, no. I meant the time thing where you're oh, like, oh, they go on oh, at one. So this starts at 1 o'clock. I'm like, it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still daylight and, hours. Right, right now, Andy's so. like trying to think, okay, so I, what time do I have to leave work to make sure I All get right. there? <laughs> so from 1 to 2, and then 2 to 3. Well, we need yeah. some time to get the, you know, the. Yeah, I guess that's about 2.15, 2.20, yeah. somewhere in there, you know. I mean, it's just load in, load out. Yeah. Well, see, if I'd have known Overkill's only get like forty-five minutes, I wouldn't. Well, it's your stage. You can now. give Overkill three hours. Well, no, because there's know. a timeline, man. I, you know, I don't want people to go. We'll catch a little bit of Candlebox, and then we'll switch over it's to the festival, Overkill, Gene. and then find out, you know, that Overkill's got another hour to go. We will give every band a solid hour. Is um, it's all metaphorical. Hot tub at this point. Uh, well, if he's there. If he's, I yeah. assumed he was. Well, we I'm don't know that yet. We don't know guess, that yet. Baco's still rubbing him down, getting him ready for the hot tub. <laughs> if this is where we're, we're talking, one to two p.m. Well, well, well maybe the, they're eating some chili. Uh, I'm uh, not. I'm, I'm. I'm outside his uh, his uh, his camper uh, the, with the the Ron Quest uh, and uh, shotgunning uh, a couple of. Uh, uh, natural lights with him. Natty lights. Uh, yeah, okay. he drinks that like natty light shit. So, anyway. Yuck. Yeah, I know. I fucking. I didn't think somebody could get worse than Coors Light. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why you do dime bag like that, man? Uh, don't get it. Well, you know who else likes it? Fucking Dave Grohl. He slams three of them before every show. Well, some people just don't like the taste of beer. Mm. Yeah, true. Some people want to, to be able to taste the beer, but not eight hours later. Mm. Well, those people are losers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where, 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 where the hell do we leave off? We got Andy's uh, Andy's second pick. Uh, yeah. let's see here. So Everybody's second. like, who's the fucking next band? We're going to go oldies. We're going to go my Johnny motherfucking Rivers. Who's the secret agent man in the uh, 1960s? Is he also the one who did Take a Letter Maria? No, that would be R.B. Graves. I think okay, all right. Johnny Rivers did Secret Agent Man, and he did uh, Rock and the So Moon did Bruce Man, Willis. Will you, uh, that's true. But where did Bruce <laughs> Willis get it from? I don't know. Johnny so motherfucking Rivers. Johnny Rivers. Okay, so wow. Pat Travers is going to have a lot of people watching him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Gene, who you got? Uh, we'll call this the Chevelle slot. Uh, you know, this is the spot where they put like you know Saint Asonia or uh, Breaking Benjamin. So, are you gonna try to break the mold and make this this a slot that people actually want to see, or do you want this to be time to take a nap before things really kick into gear? It is a tough one. <sighs> we got five bands. Can we? Can we? Re- I mean, if people want to take a nap, they could have just done it during Johnny Rivers. That's true. That's, yeah. I'm not taking a nap. You guys are in the line for the beer still. Are we able yeah, to, I haven't got my first beer yet. Are we able to? No, I'll ask that question later. Boy, this is tough. I got too many on my list, first of all, um, especially thinking, trying to pare it down to five. And I've got three left to go. There's a lot of bands I'd like to see again or for the first time on this list. Tell you what, I want to uh, give some proper respect give a, a band that can get people chill or mm. get people on their feet I'm going to pull Heart out for my third Heart? Wow Nancy Wilson can slay you with her voice still saw her at Ribfest a couple years ago and she has not lost a step She just and, did the national anthem at the uh, NFL draft two nights ago oh, so I don't, And unlike oh, so I uh, Kings of Leon she performed live Oh, zing. And unlike Kings of Leon, it didn't throw me into just a shit uh, tizzy because she was there. Mm. Fuck Kings of Leon is what I'm trying to say. Fuck. So, uh, so Andy, fuck Kings of Leon. By the way, for my third band, I have Kings of Leon. And basically, this is what everybody was given a crate of eggs for. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be packed. Uh, but no, my third band, I'm going to go with... <laughs> I want to keep things interesting. Uh, we're going with Holodio during the day. Uh, oh. The Holodio is underwhelming at night. You will not believe how underwhelming it is during the day. So Holodio is my third band. It is going to be only the curiosity crowd. And they're going to go over there and go, where's Holodio? And why do they have two lead singers that are human beings who aren't Dio? I thought I was coming to see a hologram Dio sing. Sure. And then Stephen Michael is there up going... It's not that bad. It's $35 if you like the music and you hang in there. You're talking a little too fast. Yeah. You got to slow it down. Thank you, Stephen Michael. Uh, I'm glad you were able to pop into the first episode. I closed my eyes and I thought, (laughs) well, Baco. Listen to the latest episode of Ages Ages of Rock, (laughs) Growing Up Rock podcast. Uh, Love you, Stephen. So yeah, there's my third one, uh, and uh, and I had a guest. So, oh boy. Well, let's see here. We're gonna go third. Hmm. <laughs> see, I didn't do as much prep as uh, everyone else on this question. So, uh, 
You're putting way too much stuff on that cooler, Andy. I need uh, one. Uh-oh. Just write down that Andy needs a, an end table for the next <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, I actually have one in the shed. I could grab him, but... Uh, well, well, you know, look at him, though. He's relaxed. He's, he's, he's not hugging the table. That's right. You know, he wants things arm, like, arm, like any, any man would. I'm outside relax. I'm Andy fucking Shawl. You should have fired up the grill. He could be grilling for us, too. <laughs> well, number three, let's go with the in excess. Oh, man, this is because, a fucking uh, crazy festival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. No, man. This is very European. Oh, I like that. Uh, Speaking of that, I do wear a banana hammock. Hmm. I'll show you later after. Looking, looking forward to that. Now we this should have been a we should have done this uh, like on uh, uh, like a, like a video podcast to to post. So well, I would thought it was. That's why I have one. Oh, sun's out, My hammocks bad. out. Uh, oh, yeah. Look at Andy Shaw coming back around. Ah, he's he's rallying. All right. So I'm, I'm trying to go from professional podcast guest to professional podcaster. Hmm. So I got to step up my game here. All right. So now we get a spot that is traditionally considered almost a co-headline thing. At number four, so you know the sun is not set yet, but it's getting there, and people are sunburned. They're 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 drunk. What's up on the Gene Vogel stage? I want a band that's going to wake them up. Um, not that overkill. Heart, not that heart. Uh, well, yeah, overkill, overkill is back. doing. <laughs> they're they're doing a, uh, a part two. There's there. There's been enough of an intermission. <laughs> I'm going to pull out three talented MFs. And I am editing myself for this podcast because we don't swear on the Cobras and Fire podcast, Andy. Fucking right. That's, that's fucking you mean. son of a bitch. We are going to go with Mike Portnoy, Richie Cotson, Billy Sheehan, the Winery Dogs. Mm, Izzy Presley just got an erection. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I'm right there with Izzy. Mm, he's, a, he's a fellow Minnesotan, St. Cloud boy. Uh, he's out in uh, California now. He's going to be at Rockin' Pod. Beautiful. A Stearns County alum? Yeah, well, what's his? Do you know, do you, I don't even know if either. His podcast is called Another Fucking Podcast. Not Another effing F- podcast. I have not heard of that one. Mm. He's going to be thrilled to find out, Gene. Um, <laughs> hey, man, I saw these guys open for, well, of course, I knew. I was going there for them with Bad Company. They opened for Bad Company, Hinkley, Minnesota, Grand Casino. And they, So you don't agree with Lewis Cannon and I's take, take on these guys, then I take it? Absolutely not. Bumblebees. You guys have no idea. <laughs> they're super talented individuals. Absolutely. And they're not for everybody, I understand. Absolutely. <laughs> but there's a lot of bands you can say that with. And yeah, I know. I mean, everybody on my list. It's so, not like you said Beyonce, who, by the way, I would, Queen Bee, headlining oh, my love, stage. Love Beyonce. Oh, well, Andy, you might as well leave. You uh, should have just said that out loud. Now he can pull it before you because he picks before you. Mm, good point. Oh, wait, Unless he? I do it now. Uh, but yeah, there's no queen. There's no way Queen B goes on anything but last. Well, yeah, that's when you shut down all the stages. Yeah, except and, for the well, and and in my world and hers. Uh. Someone say Beyonce. <laughs> well, the show had to have a low point. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. These guys kicked uh, very much ass yeah, on that. Gene's pissed off at both of us no, now. No, absolutely you got the not. Beyonce in there, and it's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, give I us, ignore g- Beyonce. Give, give us the plug. We know you're, you're looking to stroke off uh, uh, Billy Sheen at Rock and Pod here. I am. Uh, I got my stroking hand ready. Look at this thing. Look at that. <laughs> Look at the calluses. Uh, Gene has been. Used. You know, you've been. You've really upped, upped your uh, um, uh, hand lotion game since you found out Billy Sheen was going to be there. You want to make sure it's fucking supple and soft. No, it's you got to go lotionless. 
because it's not always available. But there's a technique. You gotta, you, you know what? I'm, don't spit. <laughs> the winery dogs. They're gonna pump up the crowd. They're kick-ass performers. They can even throw out some covers if necessary, and they can kick ass with those. Um, these guys made a, a fan of my wife because featuring of Poison guitar player Richie Kotzen. The well-known because of Poison Richie mm. Kotzen. He was in there for what a, a cup of coffee yeah. and an album. And then, he, and then he fucked uh, Ricky Rocket's wife or ex-wife, something like that. Well, who hasn't? <laughs> right. Yeah. Ricky's got to let that go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Stop calling me Ricky. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So that's my pick, Winery Dogs. All right. Uh, my fourth slot is going to go to well, one of my favorite bands of uh, the current ilk, uh, Glorious Sons, man. Um, but uh, there is one caveat. I picked the set list. Uh, um, I, I this band is just amazing live. Do you think you're Eddie Trunk? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I th- I can't believe that that a band that does so many things right does this one thing wrong, and they do not sequence the set list very well. Really? Um, I, I, about fifty fifty. Like so, like I'm like, what are they doing? And then uh, they play really weird covers that don't really resonate with me. And personally, one of the greatest songs I've heard in the last 10 years is a song called Heavy. And they stopped playing it. Is there a wife or a girlfriend involved in the set list creation? Uh, I have, you know, honestly, I don't know. Um, or a uh, merchandise seller? <laughs> uh, but the point is, uh, Gene, uh, uh, quit trying to baco baco. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should know my place. <laughs> Nobody out bacos baco. Baco does what Baco does, not for Baco. Don't Baco does what Baco does. <laughs> Don't put Baco in the corner. Uh, but yeah, so I want to. I want to pick their set list. Uh, that that's all. Um, but yeah, Glorious Sons, uh, one of the best. I mean, they are just amazing. Uh, I've, I've never seen them put on a bad show, and I've seen them uh, perform where the singer was stumbling drunk. I actually interviewed him about three hours prior to the show, and he was drinking then. So, and he was barefoot, and he just stumbled up, but he he. Vocally, he nailed it. He, you know, little goofy to look at watching this kind of chubby guy kind of slip around the stage. But he's he's shed some pounds. He's all sober. The band's tight. Uh, so yeah, glorious suns. Uh, like I said, the sun's setting behind them when they're done. All right. What's going on in the Andy Shaw stage? The Andy Shaw stage. The uh, one of my favorite bands, the Smithereens. Unfortunately, lost their lead singer a few years ago. Don't we have like a no dead guys clause? No, no, no. Well, so they they're can, still performing. They can use a fill in. Oh, Patton okay. Izzio, the lead singer and songwriter, passed away, but mm-hmm. now they have. Uh, I don't want to see him if he's not there. Actually, me either. But uh, <laughs> no. well, actually, you know what? I think at a festival, I'm okay. With, I, honestly, at festivals, I'll take almost anything. So we got Robin Good Wilson point. from the Gin Blossoms is filling in for their singing. Except as a that. Okay. Uh. <laughs> and when he's not available, then they have uh, Marshall Crenshaw has been filling I'll take in that. For All right. So uh, either one of those guys has been uh, filling in for uh, so the band can keep going. Mm. So. All right. Highly rated. I don't hate that. I don't. I don't. When when somebody dies and a band wants to keep going, yep. I appreciate if the bands want to keep going out there, being there for their fans. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always just get so disgusted with, like, you know, people bitching about Brian Johnson. It's like, Bon Scott's dead. There's nothing you can do about it. The band should continue. I'm just well, he's wondering what you're... Well, he's been quite a while. Uh, uh, you, you do have kind of a gray well, beard. He's been, like, 40 Yeah. Was he? These kids... You do look a little bit like you might be Rip Van Winkle <laughs> with that beard or something. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> 
I haven't heard that complaint in a yeah, long time. <laughs> Maybe something a little more fresh. This is an old notebook. This is an old notebook. That's all I'm going to say. I'm so sick of people upset that Sammy replaced David LaRoth. When Tina Turner minute, and Ike split. What? Mm. Don't tell Ian Wadley this. Holy shit. Oh, he, I'm, he knows, bro. Oh. Sammy Hagar replaced Tina. Yeah, Wadley? baby. Hello, baby. All right, for my final pick, are we there? Yeah, who's headlining the Gene Vogel stage, man? You know what? This is a tough one because there's so many bands I'd like to have. I'd like to have Overkill uh, headline. They could return for yet another set. <laughs> well, it is your stage, so. But, uh, but, they've had six no, hours I, to I like I like variety, but I want to go out with a bang. I want to go out. You know, with a, with a, just a spectacle, and to do so, I'm going to hire Rammstein to finish Ooh. out the night. That is, as far as the show, going to be tough to top. That's kind of why I picked it, and, and and since neither of you lunkheads pulled them off, well, I was waiting for the headline slot. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you, there's no way they'd go before that. I actually saw them as the second to last band at uh, Excel Energy with God. Who was there? Was like was it Pantera? It's five bands. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and, and Slayer. I'm trying to remember who that would have been. I saw two shows there. There were metal shows, um, and there was four bands at one and five of the other, and, I, and they were really close together, and I jumble them all up. I have tickets to their, their upcoming thing uh, that got rescheduled for... Same here. All right. Another show that we'll go together, not together. Yeah, exactly. And I'm Berliner. Well, wait a minute. Did either of you guys pick Ted Nugent? <laughs> Hell no. I'm, I may have to rethink this. Uh, no. Wango! <laughs> All right. COVID. I thought he died of COVID. Oh, boy. Um, that, that's for people who uh, liked last episode of, of Cobras and Fire. Or any uh, of them. He's got uh, a stranglehold on me, that's for sure. All right. All right. So the headliner for the Baco stage. Now, it's going to be difficult with... Uh, I'm trying to draw people away from fucking uh, basically a giant pile of fire for 60 minutes. Um, I, uh, uh, there's a, there's, there's a handful of bands that I was thinking of putting in this spot, but I'm just going to go with a band that is just iconic and their legacy is probably big enough to compete with that anyway. Black Sabbath. Uh, and, but another caveat, they have to at least let Bill Ward play the show. Uh, Bill Ward can uh, get in shape enough to play one hour s- uh, of, of the, the most standard songs. I think he's actually admitted now that he can no longer do that. Then bring along Tommy Klufido's Fuck It. I don't really want to see it. If uh, They could have two drum sets set up and have Bill come out and jam on a few songs, go take a nap, come out, finish the night. Mm, nice. Yeah. I'd like to see him on that stage, though. I would, but uh, I, the, the guys are all old as crap. Ozzy looks like... Ozzy. Well, Death, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's got a new album coming out. Death's cousin. So there it is. The headline is on uh, the Baco stage is Black Sabbath. Gene. Andy. That's Andy Gene. To, the, to your left. Gene. I'm the one without the Andy. Uh, How many listeners uh, have you had? Yeah, this is at least four. <laughs> yeah, All right. Yeah, well, where's the guys? Where's you guys' COVID beers? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see mine? I, I, uh, I, I actually, it, I got it. I th- felt it, but I didn't see it. <laughs> Just in the back of your neck. Um, no, on my taint. <laughs> oh God! We got two taint oh, references. That's called a recall, That's Andy. Yeah. That's called a recall. Yeah, yeah get, get, get your head out of your ass, Andy. Um, Where is it? Uh, I was going for it. I did. I, I was even te- uh, telling Sinzak, like, do you think masks will be done, like, by uh, Rock and Pod, right? And he's like, probably not. And I was like, fuck, because I really. I've been telling myself I'm not going to shave until I don't have to wear a mask anymore. It got too much. And I was like, 
two percent of what you got. I had just a little bit of floppies going. I was like, I fuck this. Ah. You have to push through. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to be able to. I tried to grow my hair long out again about five years ago, um, and I got to like where it was. I don't know about the bangs about there, and it just. I was like, I. I'm not so geared to do this podcast. anymore. This is a podcast. People aren't seeing where your bangs are, Buck. Okay. Oh, yeah, my bangs about to my just just almost to where they could hit in my eyeballs. All right, there you go. Um, okay. But yeah, I was just like, I can't do this. Got to cut. And I. I just. I don't think I can. I can be that person anymore. God bless you, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long I'll keep it, but I haven't had a desire to shave it yet. I've had it trimmed, though. I actually had it professionally trimmed. Mm, wow. I went to an actual barber like an adult. you got to have that in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and then we got to go eat, like, buffalo wings or something. <laughs> <laughs> it is the ultimate flavor saver. <laughs> oh, All favorite. right, Andy, kick us off here. What's the final? Uh, Thanks to this show of your uh, Nevermind series, we're going to go Pearl Jam. Mm. Which I would not have picked. That's a great pick, actually. Because I really did not give a shit about Pearl Jam. I like ten, but after you know you did. But you do episode, like kissing up to Craig Smith, just like I do. Yeah. You motherfucker! Yeah. That motherfucker! Yeah. Uh, no, no. I gotta say, I've been uh, on a uh, Pearl Jam tear lately, and uh, I missed out originally. I, I listened to ten, and after that, I didn't give a shit. So verses and vitalogy, uh, vitalogy. Uh, I give it up for him. So I would love to see them be my headliner. All right. Uh, Gene, you want to break down the stages? Grief? <laughs> Wait, is that first? I don't remember now. Uh, <laughs> Acceptance. Acceptance. I'm not there yet. I'm working on it. Anger, denial. I'm all there. Bargaining. All right, so let's start with your stage. What do you got? Uh, my stage. Okay, Overkill is going to start us off. We're going to get everybody pumped up. Pat Travers is going to come out and just slay you with his guitar ability. Heart is going to come out and kind of soften things up a little bit, but then they're going to finish the night strong. A little Barracuda, a little bit of the, you know, just the songs that just punch in. Again, Ann Wilson, you, you, she hasn't lost a step. Winery Dogs are going to bring it up even further, and then Rammstein is going to come out and burn everybody's hair. Right on. From a uh, distance. Uh, and let's go to uh, the Baco stage next. Baco stage, we have Ted Nugent. Followed by Ted Nugent. <laughs> the damn Yankees, followed, followed by, by <laughs> <laughs> what was this, uh, uh, pre-Ted Nugent band? Uh, uh, Amboy Dukes. Amboy, Amboy Dukes. Dukes, yeah. Journey to the center of the universe. <laughs> center of the mind. The center of the mind, thank you. Great tune, by the way. Yes. <laughs> okay, starting us off on the Baco stage, Jizzy Pearl with a love-hate, what would you call Jizzy it? Jizzy Pearl's love-hate. Jizzy Pearl's love-hate. I have to admit, uh, uh, that's one thing I, I, I didn't mention earlier, when he was fronting Rat, I did like the way he did it because it wasn't like I thought. I, I, honestly, I enjoyed it better than Stephen Pierce. <laughs> well, yeah, he went up there and he knew he was not what everybody wanted to see. Yeah, but he did it in a fashion that was still respectable to the fans and respectable to the position and respectable to the band. Just the way he presented that whole thing really that put a thing in my brain. Karabi like, from Union and the Scream was the rhythm guitar player in that band. No shit. Yeah. Nice. He's, yeah, and another great Probably, vocalist. Yeah, exactly. That's just nuts, but anyway. Yes. Jizzy Pearl, Love Hate. Danko Jones, Hollow Dio, because... <laughs> During the day. During, During the, day. the day. has to be. Bright sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious Suns, however, Baco gets to create that set list. And then finishing out the night is Black Sabbath, of course, with Bill Ward being propped up somehow to do the drum work. <laughs> All right, and uh, then on the, the first annual uh, Summer Fest, what's on the Andy Shaw stage? Hold on, though. I'm a little upset. Ron Keel does not get 
I told you I didn't know if he was even going to be there, man. Uh, he yeah, might just uh, be hanging out and, and you're with off the list, Buck. I'm I'm out of the hot tub. You're out of the hot tub. Uh, I didn't. I'm chilly with them. I, I think uh, uh, my friendship with with Ron has evolved to the point that uh, uh, it is not our our relationship is not tied to incentives. Is all I'm getting at. Yeah, I would think he would be like pandering. Deeper. Yeah, he'd probably just want to hang out. He's like, you got Black yeah. Sabbath and Rammstein? He's, like, He's going to come out and do vocal appearances. He'll do code lead vocals on some stuff, maybe, <laughs> and then get back into the hot tub. <laughs> no, 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 no. The hot tub is off stage on wheels, and it just gets rolled oh. out. Oh. Uh, Wait right. a second. Is the hot tub filled with chili? I oh, God. Now you're, this is getting stupid, Andy. Wow, Andy. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. <laughs> I'm that guy. There are some places beans should not be. Four beers. Four beers too deep. <laughs> Starting off on the Andy stage, we have Candlebox. Nice pull, by the way. I, yeah. That's a good daytime performance. Yes, that's a good That's a good. <laughs> oh, and I, you know, you just pissed off Eric Miller and me even more. He's like, really? <laughs> no, hey, man, I, I those those first two albums for me, very strong. Yep. Uh, and not just selections or individual songs. There's a lot of good stuff on those. That, sure. that That's a band. The that first really album, front to back, is solid. Hell yeah. It is, it is not one song deep like uh, our friend Andy Shaw thinks. That's very true. But <laughs> he true. also he also thinks the Beach Boys are... Top notch. And he also thinks Johnny no, Rivers no, is a good endless... second act. Oh, you gotta Google a motherfucker. You're gonna listen to him on the way home, and you're gonna be down. Well, I know who Johnny Rivers. <laughs> I is. love that. Oh, you gotta go deep on his catalog. No. Oh man, Google him, motherfucker. If this <laughs> would, took place in a casino, I could see Johnny Rivers Hell, on this. If you set. were 73 years old, you'd be down with okay, this you, pick you, right you now. You got me there. I'm right. Gonna, now. <laughs> I'm gonna relent. The, Johnny Rivers is is. Uh, Increasing the number of people bringing a tank of oxygen with them <laughs> to the festival. <laughs> I can hear now. That overkill sucked. <laughs> Let's get over to Johnny. Let's Hell go yeah. hit the slots while the overkill's yeah, on. Yeah, this overkill you sucks. You go down to fucking. They're uh, a bit much. <laughs> you go down to Treasure Island uh, Casino. Next time he comes to town, you'll be singing his praises. Trust me. You know what? He's probably a great uh, performer, but I, I I have difficulty seeing him on all these stages or any of these stages uh, in this, this lineup. This is the Andy Show. You could have had him start off. Right the box coming in second, you know. Yeah. But that's okay. Hey, that's my opinion. That's a daylight I'm, performer I'm a, right a, there. A musical Candlebox. novice here. Okay. Johnny Rivers after Candlebox. Yes. Followed by In Excess. They're going to get the crowd back. They're going to pump things up. Another one that makes Eric Miller happy. Do you think they only have one song? No, no, they got multiple songs. Hmm. All right. They're, they're a four name two. five p.m. band. Name two. Uh, I didn't think so. All right, moving on, we got the Smithereens. With Marshall Crenshaw, because Baco yeah, does yeah. not like Robin Wilson from... Uh, okay, I, yep. You just just, just say that guy from that band. I don't know his name. Goo Goo Dolls, was Goo, it? No, no, no. It was, yeah. Uh, Jim Blossoms. Jim Blossoms, the other one. Ooh, huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the Jim Blossoms are not that bad. I can, I can, uh, I'm down with their first couple. Whatever, Johnny. And then he sandwiches the night with uh, Google Pearl Jam. motherfucker. Google motherfucker. That should be. I'm sorry. What was the headliner? That's, that's going to be the uh, the tagline on the end uh, of the episode. I I stepped on uh, the end. The, of, the ending. Uh, the headliner. The, the headliner of the uh, Andy Shaw stage is Pearl Jam. Yep. Motherfucker. There we go. All right. In quotations or thanks. Per- thanks to Nevermind. Let's get into some some I don't know we'll just call them notable or newsworthy items then. Um, oh, got the neighbors. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> um, one of the uh, one of the great things that, that at least I appreciate about summer is that like I watch less TV because as I've getting older and fatter, I find myself probably watching more TV than I want to admit. 
But during the summertime, that kind of dials back a little bit. So and, you, uh, you, you don't watch The Masked Singer during the summer. I've never actually watched an episode of The Masked Singer. Oh, hey, yeah. you know, I'm Ray Romano. <laughs> hey, Ray's here. Hey, Ray, who's yeah, your pick you know, first? All right, first but I wanted to actually, believe it or not, members, you know, I, I didn't want to talk about that horrible show. I wanted to talk I wanted to talk about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. They, they, I'm going to go get another beer. They, they, they recently just had a little bit of uh, news because of, like, um, for some reason... Somebody who used to be on the show was interviewing a guy whose only job is to host the show, uh-huh. and she decided to ask a fucking fairly loaded question about race. Okay. I'm like, yeah, because if I want to hear about how race relations in America works, I want to know what the fucking host of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette thinks about it. Like, he's vetting all the contestants. But I don't, look. That's my go-to. Yeah, exactly. Like, first of all, he's an idiot for saying anything other than that. It's like, Look, I, I don't vet these people. My job is to host it. This really isn't a topic I think I'm qualified to talk on. And then he's done. Instead, he says something stupid like, oh, that was then when people didn't care about being racist. But two years later, now it's a problem. And it's like, so. so no sympathy for anybody around. But I do not care what anybody who's on that show as a contestant or a host thinks. But here's my question for you two. If you were in your 20s and you were single, would you have done it? <laughs> the beard, the gray, and oh, the beard shit. gives it away. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I've met your wife too. Uh, She's older than me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you're married. You're ergo. You're technically out of. I can. He, he's missing that. a. You could be on the Bachelorette. I could fix that. They get a lot. All of, right. They get a lot of hot trim on that show. Would serious question though. Answer it as serious as possible. Why are we gonna start? Would you do that show? Like, like think of yourself back at that time. We'll start with you, Andy. Would you go on a show like The Bachelor, like be one of the bachelors for The Bachelorette, or be The Bachelor? Uh, why not? Because you could get a lot of trim and squish, just you know, from being on the show. You know, you could go downtown Minneapolis and be like, "Hey, I was on The Bachelor," and the girls would be flocking to you. I wonder if it works that way for those guys. I don't know. I, pro- so. I got to think most of them are probably doing okay uh, before Squish, that. Squish-wise? Yeah. They, it helps. Being, yeah, being moderately attractive helps. I absolutely would not do it. I, but at the same time, I think back to when I was that like, kind of age, I think there's a pretty good chance that I probably would have. Sure. But, but I, I would have I definitely hated the show still. Like, it, would, it wouldn't have been like something I watched when I was in my 20s. Like, I don't think I'm the wrong demograph. That's why I hate it. I think I hate it because it's horrible. But I remember when, like, the real world was kind of like, you know, like that would have been the show that was, like, happening during my time, you know, like, my, my mid-20s. And I thought about, like, what it would be like for me to be on there. And I was, because I always thought, that was like, you guys always act so stupid that I would never get any camera time because I would refuse to go say, you know, like, it was like, hey, go say something anti-gay and insensitive about gays to the gay guy. And that was basically the premise so of that whole show. Puck. Oh. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it was like, it doesn't matter. It's like everything was always overdramatic. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I was a mental midget and overdramatic all the time at that age. But I would have loved to have been on the... <laughs> You've changed so much. Yeah, I know. I, I would have loved <laughs> to grown. have... I, I think the idea of getting it, that, that screen time or, or attention would have been, have been appealing to me. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure I would have playing, actually gone through with it. You were a musician at the time, too, correct? Yep. Well, well I'm using quotations. Yeah, People can't see me. Yeah, I, I, I was definitely, as I still am, a very finger quote, kind of like Kim Kardashian's a lawyer. I was a musician. The reality is that, like, uh, they probably wouldn't have picked any of us anyway, looking at this this fucking uh, 
the mugs we got around here. We got faces for podcasts. 20 years and 30 Except for you, Gene. Ago, well, thank I was, you. I was yeah, going to yeah. say, I was starting to take offense. Well, you know, the beard really pulls in the, the, the trim. Exactly. I would probably do the show because, you know, I didn't have a lot of self-esteem back then. And I was also desperate for uh, free stuff and attention. And, uh, yeah, the occasional rub up against the thigh of a woman who had to pretend to be interested in me for the sake of television. Sure. Or money or strip, you know, whatever. We're sp- yeah. <laughs> I've been to Wisconsin strip clubs. I know what it's like. If they're going to try so hard to be woke, when are they going to do, like, the gay bachelors? Yeah, exactly. And they mm. won't because they're... It's, it took a long time just to get a black guy on right. there. It's, <laughs> yeah, just just like you said, you don't hate it. It's like Nazis. You don't hate it because it's bad. It's because or because it's wrong or because it's bad or whatever you said. No, that is why I hate it. Oh wait, yeah, <laughs> it's like Nazis. <laughs> it is like Nazis. A bachelor it, Nazi. You, you don't yes. hate it because it's just not for your cup of tea. That's it's what because I said. it's bad. Thank it's you. because it's bad. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. Did you guys hear about the the Lady Gaga's dog walker getting shot a while back? Yes. And someone kidnapping the dogs. Now, did you hear how that all kind of wrapped up? They found the dogs. Uh-huh. That's, I remember hearing that. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I, I, I don't listen to or don't pay attention to the news, per se, other than occasional blurbs on Facebook or stuff that gets through that filter uh, through my friends list. <laughs> or if it comes up on a podcast. As I like to say to, to Loose Cannon when I'm setting up these questions, you can just say no. Um. <laughs> Wait. This is where editing comes See, I in. Get all, this is where editing comes in. Baco? No. Uh, I get all my news from Cobras and Fun. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very, very good, up yeah. on the Clutch News and Ron Keel. <laughs> I know all the whereabouts of Ron Keel these days. Yeah, yeah. we have a very myopic uh, um, uh, I, view I, of I the world. I know what uh, you know, Loose Cannon's doing on his trips to Florida and getting stuck in airports. And, yeah. all right, well, this is another what would you do moment for me. So here's how the thing's kind of wrapped up just recently. Okay, apparently the people who dognapped the dogs and shot the, the dog walker had no idea they were Lady Gaga's dogs. They were just apparently they were they knew enough about the dog to know if we just steal those dogs, we can resell them for. They wanted to basically get the money they could resell the dogs for. So not even a, a not a king's ransom, right? They weren't trying to get it. But once the news broke that they were Lady Gaga's dogs that they had, there was like a five hundred thousand dollar reward that Lady Gaga put out. So now they found somebody. Uh, it was I, I think I think it doesn't really matter, but it was somebody. I think it was their fa- one of the one of the kidnappers. There was two of them. One of their father's girlfriends uh-huh. agreed to turn the dogs in to collect the reward, okay. uh, with the idea that like here's what's going on. You do this, collect the money, and we split it. Right. If I went to either one of you with that scenario, okay. Like that's a decent chunk of money, and I think maybe it's important again to like take our age out of it. Let's go back to when we're twenty, because one of them was eighteen, one was twenty-seven. Would Gene, Gene, if I come to you, says like, like I accidentally kidnapped fucking George. I don't know who's like I accidentally kidnapped Michael Jackson's dog, um, and I was just gonna sell the thing, but now Michael Jackson's offering like a half million bucks from the grave. No, no. This, Wait a remember, no. we're going back in time. No, we gotta, we're, we're in our twenties, okay? Not so, old bubbles, the monkey. Days. No, no. I said look, we, I think it's important to put us in our twenties. So, so I'll ask you both. So you both get a chance I meant to offer modern day. So, so, I was so, so would, uh, seriously, would you actually agree to do that? I mean, like, like knowing that, like, <laughs> like basically, like, okay, I, I'm basically a criminal. I'm going to prison if this comes out. But why don't you turn it in? 
get the money, and then we'll split it. Would How you young do? was the youngest person you said? 18. Okay. As the 18-year-old, I, at that time in my life, I would have said, absolutely, this is flawless. It, what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. But as a 27-year-old, I'd say, let those fuckers go and move on with your life because <laughs> this is going to come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah. Gene? Andy. I'm, I'm Andy. Andy. Motherfucker. I've only done that twice, guys. <laughs> Andy Shaw. Gene, let's cut off the Coors Light. <clears throat> oh, that ain't happening. Uh, I would, uh, I would not take part in this dog napping uh, escapade that you have going on. Even at eighteen? No, no. Cause, right on. Uh, uh, I was raised with morals, motherfucker, and uh, good manners and shit. Well, I was raised the right way too. Part of me would have really, really thought about doing it. And I'm with Gene. I think at eighteen, I probably could have convinced to do it. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm also very bad at that kind of thing. Like, I remember the first time I shoplifted at, like, 13. You know, It I took mean, you so long. <laughs> I wasn't good at, like, you know, this is the worst that could happen, that kind of thing. It was more like, I'm... I'm going to be I'm, rich. Well, no, no. Well, oh, okay. Yeah, but you, you're stealing a candy bar or a comic or book or something oh, like that. Yeah, I see what yeah, you're Yeah, you, you know, but, but at the same time, even then, it was like this... This nerve-wracking sense of like I'm going to get fucking screwed and it's going to be a huge issue for the rest of my life, and that would have now you put on the fact that this is that big. I mean, we're just talking like a, a ten-dollar item or a fifty-cent item for a fucking candy bar. Uh, I think that would have been really difficult for me to overcome. But man, that I think the amount of money I would have said yes. But by my late twenties, I would have been like, not a fucking chance. Uh, I already at that point. I I mean. It didn't take that much for me to walk away from something, you know what I mean? So I uh, see you had the foresight to know that you were going to be a podcaster back in right, you know. Uh, so like, I didn't though. I didn't no, know did. that, that the knew. riches were coming. Oh, you knew. Yeah, I'm You'd still like, waiting. If by I the could way, just but... hold off to like 2018. The money will be flowing in. Girls will be parked out in front of my house. Andy Shaw will have a hard time even getting into my yard because the podcast groupies will be out there. Hmm. Ken Mills deals with this every day of his life. The man can't even go outside of his own home. Yeah, I've, I personally uh, have uh, given him a, a, a woman poking stick. It's a stick that you use to poke away all the squish. I heard he has a poking stick. I didn't a, a squish, how it worked. A squish uh, poker, they call it. My woman poking stick is a quite a bit different. Mm, it's smaller, too. <laughs> you said you wouldn't tell. <laughs> you thought I didn't know. Um, um, I thought you didn't remember. Hey, uh, well, we're all we're all Minnesota boys here, so the oh, the, yeah. the NFL draft just happened. But the big news to me, um, as a Viking fan, I'm quite happy with the news that Mr. Rogers seems to Fred Rogers. <laughs> what? Mr. Aaron Rodgers oh. seems to feel about the Packers much like I do, is and like <laughs> fuck fuck the Packers. Uh, Gene, thoughts? That was a, a very surprising thing. Although I, I know at times he can uh, have look, his tantrums. I've been to Green be Bay, baby. and I've met Packer fans. It's the least surprising thing in my entire life. It's like, uh, what took you fucking so long, man? No, kidding. Carry on. Good point. You have a point there. I'm, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, that, I was surprised to see it. And at first I thought, is it is this just, uh, for, for lack of a better term, like onion material? Mm. And then I saw it actually had some traction. I don't hold out a whole lot of hope on it. Because I have a feeling they're going to do something. To I think make it's it right. over. It's over. Really, and and that's a possibility too. That because I know I was listening to a podcast actually today, and they were saying, uh, "Well, it's got to be true." Though. There was an opportunity for was it San Francisco to trade uh, trade Green Bay for uh, Garoppolo and a pick to get Aaron Rodgers, and 
Green Bay or Green Bay didn't take it or something like that. So there was a golden opportunity for Green Bay to go back to California, which I think he is from, went to school yeah. in California. Thank you. And maybe finish out his career in California, and they missed that mark. So either that's going to really rub salt in the wound, and he's going to just be a complete dick this whole season, or if they can even get him on the field. He's got a contract. I don't know if he's a big enough baby to sit on the sideline and stew about it, but... What do they got? What do they got behind him? The quarterback they drafted in the first round last year that's put this whole thing in motion. He's got it in motion, right? But a new guy is he? Are they going to get into the playoffs and be one and done again? Or are they going to be? Well, they didn't. Well, not one and done this year. They got to the final, but um, yeah. the that's you know we've seen it here in Minnesota quite a bit. Get in the first round of the playoffs, and then that's you know the end of the story. You are getting a little deeper than it went. I, I wanted to know mainly like. How did the news make you feel, Andy? You're, are you a Viking fan? I assume uh, I'm a fair weather fan. Okay, so I, I'm gonna say you, you don't seem like a big sports guy in general. Is that a fair statement? Uh, used to be. Okay. As time goes on, I've, sports pay less atten- uh, less important to me in life. But I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers is going to follow Brett Favre and sign with the Vikings at some point. That was what I told Chris Sinzak because he was like saying he's going to end up with the Broncos or something like that. And, uh, and well, there was a lot of scuttlebutt that he was. I, he pro- actually, I'm guessing that's where he's going. But but I said no, 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 no. You got bad information. He has to do a year of penance playing with the Jets, and then he can <laughs> sign with the Vikings. And again, Mandalorian. That is the way. That is the way. That is okay. the way. Uh, I'd be interested to see that. I, I absolutely just because of like. Everything I've heard about this, and we've seen this kind of thing go down before, it's done. And I, I don't say that as a wishful Viking fan because I actually uh, a listener to the the, the show uh, Todd Cunningham, he texted me and said I would like he he was he heard the rumor about Rogers going to Broncos and he's a Broncos fan, and he's like I'd like oh, to buy my Todd Cunningham uh, I'd like to buy uh, Richie Cunningham. Um, I'd like to. I, he his text was something along the lines of, "I'd I'd like to see Rogers in a jersey." And I said, "I would buy you a fucking Aaron Rodgers Bronco jersey right now if it would guarantee that it would happen." Like I just as a now there's the wishful part of me. This that's the Viking fan is like, I I just want this. First of all, I like Aaron Rodgers. He his smug, his spidey approach to to everything, and just how fucking good he is. I really wish I could enjoy him, and I can't well, when he's playing the, the, the Packers. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I, I, like I, Favre. I hated forever. I did. I gave him no appreciation for what he did until he played for us, and then all of a sudden he's doing those things to other teams. And I'm like, all right, that was just me being a hater, and maybe that's why I was a little less likely to be the way with Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, I, uh, I was overjoyed. I, I this. To me, I, I'm sorry, Aaron Camaro. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I love you, and uh, you, you're a true blue uh, Green Bay Packer fan. Uh, him and I, we, we, we really don't. Uh, yeah, he's a good guy. You know what I mean? Yep. He, he's one of the Packer fans that I that I appreciate. Uh, so I, I I don't understand why the Packers would want to do this. Uh, it, I thought it was stu- like why you would not basically just treat this guy the way he wants to be treated because he's not even being kind of like a prima donna like Brett Favre. Yep. Whereas like, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll play this year, maybe I won't, where he did that for like two or three years. Oh, yes. This guy is like, seriously, what the fuck? You don't even tell me you're going to draft a quarterback and you trade up to get him and then all this shit. So anyway. Well, that, no, yeah. Are they, are they building, are they filling the holes that he needs them to fill to be competitive again to try to get right. over the hump 
for you know to get into the Super Bowl again. And then you watch what Tom Brady just did this last year. Exactly. And then uh, uh, apparently uh, Drew Brees um, was going to retire last year, but there was some steam that Tom Brady was going to end up in New Orleans, and Brees was like, "No, hmm. I'm coming back." So I, I, that's unconfirmed. But all right, let, 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 let's move Hold on. on. Can we stick a pin in this one more second? Can can we just give it up that uh, Aaron Rodgers used to do Danica Patrick? Hmm. I have to give it. Well, up who's one. his girlfriend now? Like uh, someone it was Olivia Munn, wasn't it? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I'd take her over Danica Patrick. Uh, I would say both at the same time. <laughs> well, he's got some famous girl now. And... Yeah, he does not suffer. In but the we all know they're just beards, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is gay. <laughs> well, yeah, because of what I was saying. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, no, yeah, of course it. not. Nothing wrong with that. No, no. absolutely not. All right. Um, he's gay. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up the nudes what? nudes. You didn't know what? Let's wrap up the the news seg- segment here with some Ted Nugent talk. Um, <laughs> Always a favorite. Yeah. Now, now in the last episode of Cobras and Fire, uh, we we kind of we recapped Ted actually getting COVID, and we tried to get him to the level of of grief where he accepted it. It seems like he's gotten to that point since well, then. Yes. Um. But but we weren't able to do it. Uh. You know. Uh, w- when we tried to intervene anyway. But I have a little segment here um, that I want to call uh, Who Said It? Ted Nugent or. And if I can borrow your pen, I'll actually keep score. We'll see who does better here. So this, this, this should be fun. All right. So who said the following? Ted Nugent or former Vice President Dick Cheney. Can All I right. get Beyonce in here as well? Can we get some Beyonce quotes? There, I'd say Beyonce. You can throw in as a. This is all written. This is all. This is all. This is all. Uh, this is all scripted, Andy. Yep. So if it's not already in there, it's not going to be. All right. You can All say right. Beyonce though. I'm going to let you go with it. All right. So um, we'll start with you, Gene. Who said the following? Ted Nugent or Vice President Dick Cheney? I hunt deer because they aren't capable of higher forms of thinking. They're very much like the French in that way. Was that Ted Nugent? Or Dick Cheney? That's a tough one, man. I'm because of the boldness of the statement, I'm gonna have to lean towards Ted Nugent. Andy Shaw. I'm gonna have to go BP Dick Cheney. Hmm. That was a quote from Ted Nugent. So that's one point for Gene. Well, he's never shot worried. anyone in the face, so I don't that's know. That's you hunt man. We, well that's right. that you know of. Well, true. Uh, come on, man. I think I think Ted's shot a few guys in the face. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, we're not talking about guns, are we? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? All right. Who said what? the following? Ted Nugent or comedian Jeff Foxworthy? Andy, I'll let you take this one first. G number two. Yes. <laughs> if you're not upsetting idiots, you might be an idiot. I'm Who like- said that? Ted Nugent. Or Jeff, comedian Jeff Foxworthy. You might be a redneck if uh, you vote for Jeff Foxworthy. So he, Jeff Foxworthy. Okay. Uh, uh, Gene? Now, I don't know if... I wouldn't think Jeff Foxworthy would say something like that because he'd eliminate most of his audience. <laughs> so I'm going to say Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent again. All right. Uh, who said the following? Ted Nugent or in excess singer Michael Hutchins? <laughs> I have to give this back to I have to give this one to Andy because he had them on his stage, so he gets to go first. Andy, uh, Ted Nugent or in excess singer Michael Hutchins, who said, who said the following? He died thirty or twenty five years ago. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I didn't say when these things were, were said. Recent quotes. No, I, the, these weren't said yesterday. Oh, the, them. They could have been said any time. Okay. I'm not going to judge people's morals. I say live and let live. 
This could go either way. Uh, could it be COVID denier Ted Nugent or Michael Ooh, Hutchins who died, point. you know, with uh, autoerotic asphyxiation? That's a that's a tough one. I'm gonna go uh, the Nuge. And, uh, Gene. G number one. Well, G number one. This yes. is a tough one. Yeah, I know autoerotic asphyxiation is another Try pandemic that. that we've been. Uh, he's with. the pre-cores gene. You're the post-cores <laughs> gene. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit too much of uh, humanity involved in that statement for it to be Ted Nugent. So therefore, I'm going to go with Michael Hutchins. Once again, this is Ted Nugent. So Andy oh. gets a point. All right. Who's <laughs> G number two got a point? Postcore is Gene. Who said the following? Ted Nugent or Carmen Electra? <laughs> Which one he wants this one first? This is going highbrow real fast. I'll take it. You gave Andy two. I'll take it. All right. So uh, Gene Vogel. Who said the following? Ted Nugent or Carmen Electra? No matter where I've been overseas, the food stinks except in Italy. Wow. Does Ted leave the country? Mm. <laughs> Well, he loves America so Wango. much. I don't think well, he right. Does. Yeah, how can you leave America if you love America so much? Therefore, I'm going to say Carmen Electra. Boy, this feels this feels very Carmen Electra. I have to go with Carmen Electra too. I, I, it is Carmen Electra. Oh. Ted may have been to Canada, but that's America's hat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know he bleeds red, white, and blue. He does. All right. Who, who? I don't know how that happens. Well, when you cough into the rag from the COVID, you see the red, white, and blue. <laughs> But in, in Ted, Ted's red, white, and blue, though, is a Confederate flag when he coughs. Oh. Well, it comes up different, yeah. All right. Stars uh, and bars. All right, who, who said the following, Ted Nugent or Yosemite Sam? Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going to go back and forth from here unless there's some reason like uh, the NXS thing. Uh, so, Andy, this one's for you. Okay. Ted Nugent or Yosemite Sam, who said the following? If the coyote's in your living room pissing on your couch, it's not the coyote's fault. It's your fault for not shooting him. Well, I don't think pissing has ever been muttered in a Warner Brothers cartoon before. <laughs> so right there, I'm going to say it's the Nuge. Well, Andy, I'm going to prove you wrong here. There are some bootlegs out of Russia <laughs> that I have purchased throughout the years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, fictional quick characters have fictional quotes. <laughs> oh, good point. That is true. Or Mel Blanc could have uttered them in that voice. But anyway, what, what do you think? I'm going to go with Ted Nugent, though, because I know he hates coyotes. Yeah, you guys are both right. That is another Ted Nugent quote. All right. Uh, who said the following? Ted Nugent or Michael Moore? Gene Vogel, to you. I'm a millionaire. I'm a multimillionaire. I'm filthy rich. You know why I'm a multimillionaire? Because multi-millions like what I do. Was that Ted Nugent or Michael, uh, provocative filmmaker, the, Michael Moore? You mean the always available to go on real time with Bill Maher? I don't get HBO, so I don't oh, know how often he's, he's on there. He's so. on there all. Like I'm familiar with the show. Yeah. All right. I might tip my hand to Andy on this one, but since I, I am picking first, I have to say, the way Michael Moore dress, I have to go with Ted Nugent. See, uh, the, the Nuge has a very high opinion of himself mm-hmm. and, you know, the service he's providing to America. So I'm going to have to say the Nuge. You're both wrong. That is a Michael Moore quote. Holy. Yes. 
you bleep no. on this episode? Yeah, no, no. You said holy shit. Yeah. All right, uh, we're getting close to the end of the list here. So, uh, who said the following? Ted Nugent or Joey Tribbiani, character from the TV show Friends? Another brain burner. <laughs> oh, whose turn is it? Is it Andy's to go first on this one? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Andy, who said it? Joey or Tribbiani or Ted Nugent? Uh, you can't just give up. That is what a dinosaur would do. Well, that sounds more like a Phoebe quote than a Joey Tribbiani. Oh, I should have gone. A stinky cat or smelly cat. That's a valid comeback. I'm going to have to go with uh, Joey. You know, I've never actually seen a full episode of Friends. Mm. It comes on right after The Masked 20, Singer. 27 years <laughs> that it's been, you know, since it's debuted. Uh, never cared for the show. Never have cared to watch. I, on the other hand, have seen a fair amount of Friends. I don't. Th- I can't say you, I've seen them all. And you're, you proudly say that, Gene? I do not. Oh, okay. No, I'm just stating fact. Okay. Yeah, I've seen more than I like to admit. Your wife likes I'm it. I'm right there with you. She has it on in the room. When you uh, no, you know, I don't remember... Uh, Boy, when did that show air? 94? Brings a skull show. I was like 92 to like uh, 2000, somewhere in that area. 94 to So yeah, I guess I, I would have watched that with my wife and maybe my ex-wife. I don't know. Um, boy, this is a tough one. Can I pick both? Uh, no, I suppose I'll get a half a point. Um, <laughs> half a point. God, can you read the quote again to me, you, please? You can can't you just sentence? give up. That's what a dinosaur would do. Oh, God. Can I call anybody? Uh, you can call Andy. <laughs> What's your number, Andy? Do I have it? You know what? We don't have time for that. As much as I want to say, Ted Nugent, I, I feel this is Joey Tribbiani because it does feel like Phoebe could have said it, and then Joey's just repeating it. And you said, I'm sorry, Joey Tribbiani? I said Joey as well. You guys both get a point. That is Joey Tribbiani. Nice. Airplane. Gene, you still have a one vote, uh, one point lead here. We got a couple more left, so you still have a shot here, Andy. Okay. Okay. Who said the following? Ted Nugent or Janine Garoppolo? Ted Nugent or Janine Garoppolo? Organ. That's some opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay, right? so we're going to Gene first here. Eagle. Organized religion is good for wars, pissing and moaning, and not much else. Was that Janine Garoppolo or Ted Nugent? Organized religion is good for wars. Pissing and moaning and not much else. Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't an option you said, right? No, Janine Garoppolo or Ted Nugent. The lady Ted Nugent. Let's go with Janine Garoppolo. I just, boy, I feel like she's a little bit more to utter that statement than Ted. I think Ted, you know, with the Bible Belt and his fan base. Although Ted's not afraid to... to, to Stomp all over anybody who he's friends with, or a, a race, or re- religion, or a color, or a group of people. I'm going to stick with Janine. All right. I'm going to go with Eric Miller's friend, Janine Garofalo. Hmm. You guys are both wrong. That is a Ted Nugent quote. Oh, that motherfucker. Okay, so that the best tough. we can do here, and I don't have any tiebreakers, and there's no prizes anyway, so who cares? But you, Andy, if you get this right and Wait, he gets it wrong. Are you wearing underwear? Mm, oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, yes. All right, uh, but no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> Those shorts come off, don't they? Yeah, they do. The top <laughs> hasn't come off yet. He threatened to take it off. Well, now the sun's over the side of the house. Yeah. All right. Well, who said the following? I got blue balls. Is, is this the point where we find out we haven't been recording the whole time? Baco didn't oh, we got to start over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me grab another beer. Who said the following? <laughs> 
The show's a lot funnier when you've had four beers. Yeah, I hope you're all drinking out there. <laughs> you should be on your seventh Coors Light. Joey Haney, if you've stayed in for this long, you'll keep going. Come on. Who said the following, Ted Nugent or Jason Voorhees? <laughs> <coughs> it just says stabbing noises. <laughs> Who's first on this one? I don't remember now. Oh, it uh, might Andy. be me. Andy. Uh, I'm going to say that's the Nuge because, you know, he sees a white, ta- <laughs> a white tail doe. He's going out there with his knife, man. And... <laughs> Let me just, just, just to, to go back in case you missed it. Yep. Here's the quote. Yep. <laughs> knife it, noises, right? No. It just nope. says stabbing, stabbing noises. Stabbing weren't listening. He's already made his pick. You know, he, all right, Ted, 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 Ted is a great white hunter who has been given his God-given rights. You know, to, what he's got a point. Uh, you know, go out and find the animals that are roaming the <laughs> planet, and he can take one out if he needs to. Now, see, I was thinking young teenager, Ted Nugent. You know, going in his early days in, in uh, the Nuge, going after teenager, stab, stab, stab. You know, yeah. underage trim. Well, he does. I wasn't have thinking that the animals. Past. So you know, I, I was. I, I'll also go with Ted Nugent. It's Jason Voorhees. This is just oh someone, someone stabbing somebody. Was, yeah. oh, it was. Uh, a, it was geez, a coin this toss. It was great. a coin. It was a hard game. <laughs> this makes me think of. <laughs> All right. See your sources, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, yes, that's good. How that's a valid know? point. Uh, it, look, maybe some of these are wrong, but uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's it's for the entertainment value, Andy. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, fuck, I don't know. I did, I, I definitely did not go. I did not go too deep. The Tucker Carlson. Uh, oh, I, actually, I did way more work than Tucker Carlson yeah, does. So true. yeah. Um, so uh, but anyway, let's stay away from the politic talk. Uh, we got Rock and Pod coming up. Wait a minute, now, when do I get the shorts though? Oh, uh, shortly. Uh, okay. Shortly. <laughs> what? I was wondering why this hot tub was pulled up in the backyard. Mm, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, courtesy of Ron Keel. Uh, today's hot tub is brought to you by Ron Keel and the Ron Keel Band and uh, the Ron Keel Podcast and uh, Ron Keel Solo Acoustic Shows. Where will he be performing next, Baco? Uh, somewhere. Um, I don't have it in front of me. What's the metal cowboy up to nowadays? Yeah. Oh, about 6'4". Nice. 6'3 six, six, and a half, something like that. He's a tall man. Uh, I'm talking about his penis. I wanted to talk about Rock and Pot a little bit uh, because we just found out today that uh, Andy will not be joining us in Nashville, Gene. Yeah, go ahead, Andy. Uh, we'll break the news here. Uh, well, I was a proud uh, Are the listeners to Rock ready? and Pod 2 and 3. You weren't uh, at 1. I wasn't at 1. Okay, all right. I know. I found out about 1 after the fact. Okay, fair like, enough. Like when all you fuckers were posting your review shows, then I was like, what, there was a, a fucking podcast expo mm. in Nashville and Pods and Sods and Ken Mills and Baco and The Hustle? What? Well, it's not going to be the same without you. Have fun in fucking Hawaii or whatever I, fucking uh, yes, beach my, you're going to sit wife, at. My wife... Uh, said, oh, he's going to blame the wife. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, Andy, some, some men run their house and some run around it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no. This is nothing new. I've been married for 20 years, so... Uh... Yeah. I, by, by the way, I, I I talk a big game, but yeah, I run around my house. Well, we know. So, yeah. Well, the only reason we're doing this is because your wife's at work, right? Exactly. That, everything worked out well, right. She, yeah. yeah, what time Although are we going to go? she loves me, because every time I come over, you say, hey... Amy, Andy Shaw is here. Like that's like your t- golden ticket. She doesn't. She doesn't. That, uh, she actually is fond of both of you. So she's listened to Cobras. I know her. No, she's met both of you. Oh, so. yeah, yes. Toots. Oh yeah. 
Toad Sammy. She goes by both, but uh, you got some crazy action going. I was really hoping a fight would break out somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, the the old uh, um, uh, armored suit guy he he yeah. he gets some drama in the alley once in a while. Oh. Um, well, speaking of that, you should have a mic set up for your neighbors when they do pass by. Oh yeah, like, like a little podium where they yes. walk up and ask us questions. <laughs> my 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 plan for this show is to actually like make this somewhat mobile. You know what I mean? As as, as ridiculous as this setup is, it's what I needed today. Uh, but I, I, I maybe come to your garage, maybe your backyard. Yeah. Maybe we uh, do something again near a body of water. But uh, um, also try to maybe incorporate a way that a listener can call in. So if you happen to be listening and you think that's something you might be into, let me know. Um, we'll see if we can't work out uh, one People of these schedules. A couple. I mean, like I listen to it. That Todd guy you mentioned earlier. Yeah, Todd. Todd Cunningham. Yeah, that's about it. But anyway, um, let's, let's not focus on that so much. Uh, rock and pod real quick. I, I would just like to mention, Gene, this is going to be your first year. Now, you have a table, and, and your uh, um, your co-host, Nate, he's coming too? Yes, my wife is and, and Nate, my other wife. That <laughs> would be good, though. No, I, I haven't seen Nate, uh, obviously, since he moved, uh, since I've been to your mm-hmm. house. But no, it would be nice to see him again. It's been a while. Um, and now, I would uh, encourage uh, everybody to stay at the hotel. Are you staying at the hotel? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is really just a... It, it turns into... Kind of, if you've ever gone to like a two-day festival where you camped, it's got that kind of feel where it almost turns into like a, a small community for just a couple of days. With less things crawling up your butt, I'm assuming. Oh, right. You better sleep in accommodations, <laughs> yes. shower... That kind of thing. Things uh, that... Uh, Shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Woo! Baco with the sling. Uh, Just, wow. But, uh, so some of the guests here, I know the the, the guy you want to stroke off, Billy Sheen's going to be there. Uh, comedian, comedian Don Jameson. Wait, that's just a start. Yeah. yeah, and of course, it's up to Mr. Sheen. I took a cheap shot at you. My my man crush, Ron Keel, of course, is going to be there. Man crush? Yeah. Your other wife. Mm, my other, other wife, husband, yeah. I should say. Yeah, Ron and I are going to do our own podcast at some point, I think. Yeah, maybe like when he's like, you know, uh, in his 60s. Oh, wait, sorry, Ron, that's already happened. Um, oh, what does uh, white taste like? Uh, MTV alumnus. Yeah. Matt Pinfield and Mark Gordman and of course Ricky Rockman, uh, Jason Beeler who's fucking hilarious. Uh, he if he, you got to you got to put in a request for him. Uh, he's just a lot of fun to talk to uh, from uh, Saigon Kick. Even if you don't know anything about Saigon Kick, have this guy on your show. You want to talk to Jason Beeler? I'm I'm telling you, Gene. Noted. Uh, T- Tommy Skeo from uh, Tesla uh, and of course friend of the show comedian Courtney Cronin Dold. Uh, I mentioned her. Not only because she's uh, hilarious and, and, and a good friend, but because uh, having a female on a podcast is like a fucking unicorn. Yes. So uh, thank you so much, Courtney, for your appearances. But, of course, you can, you can meet her, and, 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 and she'll only, uh, you know, basically cement what I'm saying here. You know, you, you'll meet her and go, Baco was 100% right. Uh, and along with Cobras and Fire, uh, there will be tons of other podcasts, including Disciples of the Watch. Uh, I heard there's going to be a Kiss podcast there this year. <laughs> I am actually seeing, I have not seen a lot of them confirmed. There, there used to be basically a Kiss wing. But Julian Gill, I think, is coming as with his non-Kiss show. Look, it's rock and roll. Uh, but the Kiss Room is confirmed to be there. My boys at Ages of Rock, they're going to be there. I'm looking forward to see them. Uh, a ton more, though. All the podcaster tables, from my knowledge, have been sold out. But uh, All right, before I let you go, gentlemen, yes. I have one last segment here. These are letters uh, basically sent to us uh, asking us for advice. 
Oh boy. Are you guys set? Uh, I am ready. They emailed the wrong people. This is like the Dr. Phil segment. Yeah, I, I don't know if we want to call this like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's sort of like a, um, what was that, Dear Abby kind of thing. So this is a, you know, Dear dear Somo. Dear uh, Somo. Um, but uh, actually, the first one, Gene, is. Erected. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wrong word. <laughs> were these misdirected from uh, Dear Homo? I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious, and we'll find out. Well, I don't think so, because the first question is actually uh, pointed directly at you. It says specifically, Dear Gene. Still, it could be. Dear Gene, I spent three years writing to making a record, and you can't even commit to a few spins before talking about it. That scalds my Starbucks. Sincerely, Jay Cantrell. Wow. Well, Jerry, or Jay, sorry, Mr. Jay. Mr. Cantrell. Dr. Cantrell. I apologize. Mr. and Mrs. Cantrell. Or Mrs. Thank you. Or... They. Well, Jay Cantrell. They Cantrell. My apologies. <laughs> I am very much looking forward to a uh, Jerry Cantrell is releasing a new story, uh, solo album that I'm looking forward to. All right. And I also do need to go back in time and revisit, especially since I screwed up on the Cobras of Fire podcast and revisited the wrong album. And uh, but that was cool because it got me into that. And then once I realized a mistake, it gave me another chance to get into the actual album I was supposed to review for the show. So now I've got two under my belt, but I do need to revisit them, especially the extended version of Boggy Depot mm. because there's more to it. And yeah, and certain, that last song is, is amazing. A certain podcaster who's sitting to my left did mention that if you kind of look at it as dirt part two that maybe you'll have a different idea mm. going into it and i thought that's a good way to think about it especially after hearing it the one time that i listened to it and i, I so i do need to revisit that maybe nate and i should do that together oh oddly the next question is geared directly for andy uh, oh, nice. uh dear andy where's your album hotshot signed king buzz or sing signed k buzzo <laughs> i liked one song off the album mm. come on there is a follow-up, though. Uh, uh, dear Andy, yep. I made you, motherfucker. Never forget that. Signed, C. Smith. You motherfucker. Uh, P.S. <laughs> Bach was right. Spoonman sucks. That motherfucker. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, the next question is uh, geared to us towards the group. So it says, Dear Somo, my job as, as a musician has kept me largely out of the sun, one could say. While I love what it does for my skin... Things in life are winding down, and being forced to stay home the last year made me realize how I actually have no idea how to enjoy myself outside. Do you have any tips on how I can enjoy myself without losing the alabaster tone to my skin? Yours truly, B. Corgan. P.S. If you happen to know any tasty grill recipes for smashed pumpkins, that would also be appreciated. Well, who wants to take this one? Andy, take a lead well, on this one. from what I've heard, if you take some French bread and put it on the grill with a banana, <laughs> I wonder if you could... Same thing with the fucking... The yeah, why not? It's already smashed. Yeah. Why not? There's a sweetness factor. You have to put a little sugar on it, maybe. The Nutella would help. Mm. But the banana is inherently sweeter than a smashed pumpkin. And as far as the skin, I mean, sunscreen, bro. Yeah. A big floppy hat. Yeah, big... Oh. Big floppy hat. Big Got floppy. Courtney Big floppy stand over you when you. Is that a fat joke? Uh, <laughs> it couldn't be. <laughs> All right, dear Somo. I'm a California kid who was an excellent student and athlete. 
Despite that, the college I wanted to go to, Florida State, wanted nothing to do with me, and I ended up going to Butte Community College in Oroville, California. Total shithole, BT Dubs. Then finally, after college, the only job I can find is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Have you ever been to Green Bay, Wisconsin? If you haven't, I wouldn't recommend it. Still, I made the best of it and just just accepted that Applebee's was going to be among the best cuisine near me for the time being. For 15 years, I was the model employee and became one of the best at my job. Not just for my employer, the Green Bay Packers, but the entire world. I could have left and found work anywhere I chose, but I felt I owed them for believing in me early on. Loyalty, you might say. Then last year, I gave them a list of things that could help me excel even more at work, and instead of looking into that, they go ahead and hire my replacement. This is the thanks I get. Four fingers of tequila, and a year later, I was the league MVP and a stupid coaching decision away from going to my second Super Bowl. You'd think that would have gotten me some job security. Nope. I hate my new boss, and I want to go work somewhere where I will be appreciated. I have a few ideas where I'd like to go, but if you had any suggestions, I'd like to hear them. Spitefully yours, A. Rogers. P.S. If you could answer in the form of the of a question, that would be fun for me. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm going to answer this anonymous letter with the request uh, of the writer in the form of a question. And but I'm also going to provide an answer. Where would you be more happy? Answer, anywhere else. <laughs> what is better than where you're at? Everything. That's Jeopardy. That's a Jeopardy form of the question. I, I appreciate that. Alex Trebek, not you just did that. Very well done. Are you not aware he was trying to get that job? Oh, no, I, uh, I'm okay. very aware of that. I'm hoping the listeners actually know that too. Ah, yes. Lavar Burton are going to have to fight it out. I know a podcast listeners can be completely oblivious to uh, current events <laughs> and the sun. Absolutely, yeah, they'll all appreciate that everything that we're giving them today. Um, well, uh, I would like to say anybody that's listening, uh, thank you so much for hanging in this long. And then, um, if you want to be included in the letter section, just feel free to send something to uh, uh, loosebaco at gmail dot com, and uh, maybe get read right on a future episode. So, most likely, Baco will never, or Loose Cannon will never see those. <laughs> Do you guys? <laughs> Well, if he remembers the login, he'll see him. Uh, <laughs> so no, so no, no, he'll never see him. Uh, uh, you guys want to try to do a song? Oh, boy. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Grabber, don't you know, pile driver. Mama says that I never, never mind her. Oh, yeah, I've got no brains. I'm insane, don't you know? The teacher says I'm one big pain. I'm like a laser, a six string razor. I got a mouth like an alligator. Oh, 
I want it louder. More power, don't you know? I'm gonna rock it till it strikes the hour. Bang your head. Oh, hey, ladies. Better never drive you mad. You wanna go to the fish fry at the BMW? Johnson right. from Wilmer. Well, I'm a, a frustrated, uh, oh, outdated. I want, really want to be overrated. I'm a finder and I'm a keeper. I'm not a loser and I ain't no weeper. Oh, yeah, I got the boys to make the noise. Won't ever let up, hope it annoys you. Join the pack. Join the pack. Feel the crack. Feel the crack. Well, now you're here. There's no way back. Bang your head. Oh, yeah. Man, another job, you mad. I got a nice house. And a boat in the summer. Man, another job, you mad. I go fishing 365. Man, another job, you crazy. Man, another job, you mad. Metal love is what we are. Oh, yeah. Mama said. Mama said. Hello, Jeans Bogle. And then we do, how about this, like. Sun's out, Mike's out, episode one. <laughs> By the way, it's recording, so when I walk away, only say nice things about me. Too late. Too late. <laughs>